It looks like Avatar is going to hit $2 billion. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I plan on it very soon because I want to see it in theaters because I'm definitely not going to see it if it's not in theaters. Wait, I want to no. see it at Lincoln Square because you have the biggest IMAX in America. Oh, really? Yep. How's it going, everyone? This will be the 10th episode of the Three Shelf Podcast. Yay. Is it the first yeah. one of the new year? No, oh. uh, the Danny Carlson one was. But we recorded that back in, way back in 2022. So... Well, a whole year ago, huh? Yeah. You might hear uh, sounds of squeaking in the background. It is the dog. Yeah, we have a special guest, uh, Remy. Remy. He's wearing a comb. Oh. Yeah, yeah he just got neutered. Five, six, eight. Not, not quite my temple. Yeah, uh, we'll just get right into it. Uh, Justin, what is your uh, history with Damien Chazelle? I uh, like Damien Chazelle's work a lot. I feel like he makes... I mean, I feel like this has been like said by other people. I feel like I've probably heard this somewhere, and I'm just recycling it, but mm -hmm. it's true. I feel like he makes movies like in a way that they used to be made. I mean, I feel like you have somebody like James Cameron who makes blockbusters in the way that they used to be made, who's still making blockbusters t today, and he made them years ago. But somebody like Damon Chazelle feels like he's a new, fresh director who's... What, what do you mean by... Uh... They used to like well, the I feel old like way. Damien Chazelle is making modern movies. Obviously, he 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 has a modern. They have like a modern twist and a modern feel to them. Uh -huh. But he he uses a lot of the like awe-inspiring, like um, kind of like captivating movie magic that I feel like a lot of modern movies lack. And I feel like I'm kind of transported into the time where move like cinema as like an art form felt like really fresh and exciting. I mean, I think. For all of his films so far, especially the ones that are focused on music, that's not to say that First Man didn't have that feeling. First Man was still a really good movie, but Whiplash, La La Land, and Babylon. I mean, I guess Babylon's not really about music, but I feel like music is the essence of it. Yeah. All three of those movies, I feel like, feel very much um, not like modern cinema. I mean, especially, like, La La Land reminds me of so many of the old classic musicals of the day. I mean, it... It, it's really inspired by like American musicals, but especially like French musicals, like *Umbrellas of Schoenberg* and stuff like that. And so, I, I mean, I feel like he's kind of like definitely like an A plus like film stu like student. Like that makes he's a student of yeah. cinema of, of old yeah. cinema. But what I do like about him is that he does. He knows his shit. He knows his shit, but he 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 doesn't. I don't feel like it's just recycled. He he is using old motifs and tropes and and but he, he does modernize them in a way that, that to me feels fresh when i watch his movies i i see a certain hungriness that i don't see in, in any director i see nowadays he he directs the shit out of all yeah, his movies yeah. i'm not saying that he as a director is better than any other director what i'm saying is that like he puts it all on the floor more than other directors do. yeah and yeah. he's very like it, you can just see like the 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 hungriness or the desperateness on on screen, specifically with Whiplash, but well, Lily hasn't seen Whiplash. No, so but, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Whiplash. I saw um, La La Land though. And she saw okay. you saw First Man too. Yeah. I haven't. So um, First Man was the uh, I guess it didn't make with much uh, your, Ryan Gosling. Didn't make much impression on you, I guess. <laughs> no, Ryan Gosling's in it. Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> It was, when did they come I, out? I feel like, like people got that and, and Ad Ad Aster. They came out the same. Year, they came out the same. Honestly, round. yeah. I kind of preferred Ad Aster. Oh, so. wow, really? I forgot about First Man. I remember. I really liked it. Actually. Really? Yeah, it was yeah, good. I yeah. forgot about it. 
Um, that's probably like yeah. his dark horse so far. Well, because it's the or maybe one. Babylon really is his dark good, horse. Yeah. Who, well, who Bab- knows? No, to me, Babylon has like a lot of the jazz, like the old Hollywood elements that his other movies have. Where I feel like that's true. No, I don't. I think Babylon fits into his filmography in a, in, in a way that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Babylon and La La Land. I thought they were like pretty similar. Yeah. And it's dying. It's dying, man. It's dying on the vine, and the world says, "Let it die." It had its time. Well, not on my watch. What are you gonna do? All right, so let's get into La La Land. Okay. Um, to me, this is uh, to me this is like a weird thing because this is my first impression of him, and uh, it's very like unlike him as far as the other movies I've seen from him. As far as Babylon and and Whiplash, this one is very uh very clean compared to the other ones it's a lot less cynical even though there is that cynical underbelly of it yeah like the ending like the ending and like it's very bright colored it's very bright colored and it's just like i think a happy movie i guess yeah well all the music is very like but the music is very bright and colorful and 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 it it to me it just seemed like a weird uh uh I don't want to say deviation because it's so early in his career, but it, it's it, it, I'm honestly I'm honestly shocked how like uh, optimistic it is compared to all the other movies. Well, it's funny that you say like deviation because I feel like when I think of Damien Chazelle, La- people La- think La- of La La Land. Land. Yeah, but think of Whiplash, think of Babylon. Those movies are very aggressive yeah. and very like nasty and very like hard on specifically artists. I think he answered your question. No. What? I don't think you like La La Land. No, I like La La Land. I, I like La La Land. It's, it's just my least favorite out of all of them. I, you know I, what I mean? I have such a different opinion on it. I feel like what? to me that's his most genuine I like it, It's also movie. very like unique. What makes it genuine? Like, to me, it doesn't seem that me, genuine. Um, well, I don't want to like talk about the other ones too much because I know we'll get to them. But like, Yeah, but you, please compare them. Like Babylon, and I liked Babylon a lot. But to me, it felt like there were parts where he was like trying to be like risque for the sake of being risque, which is, of course, there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. It's, yeah, it's fun to be risque, but to me, La La Land just felt like. I mean, I don't know. I always felt watch like that was very watch genuine. Watch La La Land, and tell me that isn't a weird, a weird change of of. Yeah, but of, who's to say Whiplash is more like him than La La Land is? He's only had a couple of films so far. He's still like pretty. But fresh that's what, what I'm saying is Babylon. I see, I see that same anger and frustration. Yeah, honestly, I see a lot of. La La Land, and I mean, I see a lot of well, Babylon yeah. in La La Land or vice versa. Yeah, I, I well, there is there is that too. still anger and frustration in La La Land as well. But I guess what I'm saying is that it's a little bit more optimistic. Well, I mean, aesthetically, I find Babylon and La La Land closer than Babylon yeah. to Whiplash or La La. Land I'm not saying aesthetically. I'm solely like pointing at like just the themes of okay. the movies. In my opinion, that Whiplash is a great movie, and I think Babylon is, even though it's divisive. And I yeah, think First Man is great, but. To me, La La Land feels like a landmark movie, where the other ones don't. I, Every, everyone that I, I know like still it, likes that movie. In hindsight, Whiplash is consi- like would be uh, considered his marquee film. Yeah, but it's not. It maybe if you're like a big cinephile and you're yeah, a fan of Damien like Chazelle. I feel like I haven't heard of Whiplash before. But right. I've heard of La La Land. Yeah, maybe I'm just living in my little bubble, of film bro it bubble. Be. It, it, I think a film bro <laughs> cinephile thing to say that. Whiplash um, is a great movie, but it's like. To me, like La La Land, like m- the majority of people, even people I've who don't care about, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's his trademark. Well, film. it almost won an Oscar. I know I, that was crazy. Listen, it has the luxury of being one of the only good musical, modern musicals of our time. I feel like that's why it gets so much hype. Um, yeah, 
in my in my opinion. Um, That's true. I mean, the story to me is is, is the well, weak. It's one of the I weaker actually, parts. I kind of disagree. It was the. Think I mean, about it. It was, the, it, it was the movie to kind of bring musicals back because I loved Annette, which, which yeah, last year and but the year before that. But I that loved. that movie is not like a spectacle. It's not taking over the world like musicals used to be. No, and that's I was, what I'm saying about this. This kind of this kind of took over the too. West Side Story bombed. I know, but I'm saying this one kind of brought it no, back but a little I'm, bit. I'm talking about just like as far as them being good movies. I yeah, think musicals are getting a little bit better, but I think it was because of La La Land. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah, you're probably probably right. West Side Story probably wouldn't have gotten greenlit if it wasn't yeah, for like La La Land. Yeah, um, and it's a shame West Side Story bombed. That was a great movie. No one watches musicals anymore. Unfortunately, La La they watch La La Land. Very similar to Umbrellas of Shoreboard. Yeah, it is. Is that good? Should I watch that one? Yeah, yeah really you should good. watch it. Oh. It's. I think it's. It might be even more like sad than La La Land. Well, I think really as good as La La Land is, and again, I said it's a landmark movie. It's Damien Chazelle's best. It's one of the best movies of the decade. He's definitely me. inspired by it. I still think Umbrella's of Shorebrook is better. That's one of my favorites. It's a things. French film, right? Yeah, it's one of my favorites mm. of all time. It's kind of in the French New Wave canon, but mm. it doesn't really feel like the other... Like, it doesn't feel like Godard. Um, right. And the director of Shorebrook did a couple of other good musicals. All of his stuff are usually musicals and are always really good, but Umbrella's of Shorebrook, the music in that movie is fantastic. Catherine Deneuve, have you heard of her? New. She's, what is that? She's a, the actress in... Um, she's in, she's Belle de Jour. And she did an umbrella of Schoenberg. Oh, really? Um, and the colors in that movie—it was—it's um, so Lawland's obviously so. I mean, yeah, but it's all—it's inspired by umbrellas of Schoenberg, but it's also inspired by his whole canon. Um, Ryan Gosling. You want to talk about him? I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's all right in this. I don't know. Are you I, just I, hating on this movie? I'm not hating on this I movie. I just have, really I just like not, this. I'm not a he fan of like, he I liked his character. Compared Funny. to the other movies, like La La Land is just like, it seems such a weird outlier. In my opinion, it just seems like a weird outlier. I feel like we oddly disagree too, far too often. Really? I don't, I think we, we were pretty common on, on most things. I, it's just my least favorite. Well, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling yeah. is, is good in the movie. I think, but I'm I'm a Ryan Gosling fanboy. But I mean, he 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 gives it his all. He sings, plays piano. He dances. He dances. What oh? What is your favorite song from the 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 piano one? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a City of Stars, probably. Yeah, City of Stars is pretty good. Well, I like the oh the highway sing. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I like that one too. Uh, J.K. Simmons shows up. I like to think he's the same character he was in Whiplash. He just. Works at a. Oh, and he just manages a. Another day a bar. in the sun. Someone in the crowd. I'm looking at the soundtrack. Now. I love all yeah. these songs. Oh, back to Ryan Gosling. He's a good singer. He is a good singer. And he he has his own like band, you know. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, what is it called again? Dead man. Dead man's bones. bones. It's like a Halloween centric. It's like really full spooky sounding. It's actually good. good. There's like a creepy children's choir in the back. Well, I got it. It's good. I think he has a good voice. Dead Man's Bones. Dead Man's Bones. He sings in um, uh, Blue Valentine as well. Yeah, he does. Oh. But um, to me, he's he's emotional in the movie. He has a lot of good, like, dramatic scenes. He's funny. I think he's great in the movie. His passion for jazz. I can feel that. And I think Emma Stone equally is good. Yeah. Emma Stone is really good in those moments where she has to, like, pretend, like, you know, not pretend. She's, like, going to the auditions. She's acting, acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's acting. I love like, her. Yeah, <laughs> those moments are really. Good. I think she's better than Ryan Gosling in the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, she's. I think, I think she won an Oscar for it. Right? 
the thing. Yeah. And uh, honestly, her 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 uh, envelope got uh, cost them. There's a really awkward moment oh, where so they uh what, so what like they about? announced La La Land as the winner, and it was, and it was actually Moonlight. It was so awful. <laughs> what didn't you like about Emma Stone, Ryan best Go- picture winner? You're, Emma, you're, huh? What didn't you like about Ryan Gosling? I'm feeling kind of offended. I prefer just Emma Stone over Ryan Gosling in this movie. You're coming for my boy. But listen, I was gonna bring up like him explaining like his passion for his jazz and the dying art of jazz. Yeah. And he goes on like this mo- long monologue about, oh, people don't pay attention anymore of how much, it, how much, you know, uh, how much work it takes, like the, all the preci- precision, yeah. uh, the passion that goes into it. People just listen to it in the background. Damien Suzelle, that's that's the yeah. you know the anxiety, yeah. the the trying to prove something part I I brought up before. It's it's just cracking through in, in La La Land, and he's like, he's basically telling the audience like, hey. Movies are hard to make. Well, I think it's yes, but and then it's pay also, attention about like like p- appreciate art for what it is. I agree. It's he, I think he's referencing movies. It's a little bit of projection, you know. I think he's also talking about jazz. Like he's definitely he's obviously a huge fan of jazz music. There's no question about that. Yeah, and but just, just he's a her, filmmaker, and yeah. I he's gonna put like but you think know. about it. All of his almost all of his movies are about jazz or have jazz in the main plot. Is that in Whiplash as well? Yeah, really. He's a Whiplash, but a jazz drummer. He loves jazz music. He loves jazz music. And yeah. Justin Hurwitz is his composer that he always uses. Is there jazz in First Man? That's what I was going to no, ask next. No. <laughs> but Justin Hurwitz did the soundtrack for that. It was like his first non-jazz soundtrack. They went to college together. The story's pretty interesting. Oh, really? I've heard okay. yeah. Is there any other moments that like stand out to you? I love when when it gets like a little fantastical and they're like floating above like oh, the, the, space the space museum. Yeah. I like that part. Um, um, I, love I when like when they're walking on the movie set and they're, they yeah, have to yeah. like talk quiet. The tap dancing with the... Yeah. the you see, like outside of LA, that's what I'm is saying. There's, when, there's so many iconic moments in this movie. Was that when they were on a walk? That was my favorite. Yeah, that, with, I think she was wearing like a yellow dress. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and that just, was, they, cool. there's iconic moment, yeah, and it's very, it's very, it's that's a big why, skeptical. None but of his other movies feel iconic. They didn't the highway scene. Like, there's so many scenes. Iconic. Like, come on, man. Iconic. You, okay, we'll get to Whiplash, but there's a lot of iconic moments in yeah, Whiplash. But Whiplash is a great movie. I love it. I'm, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a small film. It wasn't made on a huge budget. It wasn't yeah. a big it, hit. We'll get there. We'll get there, man. La La Land, to me, is going to go down as like one of the defining films of the 2010s. Really? Yeah. You know what? Probably. It, 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 it's it's one of the only examples of a great 21st century musical. Oh, I have a new rating system, by okay. the way. Okay. okay. All right? So, what will you give, like, La La Land? Okay. I was going to say, can you do, like, um, half? No, no half shelves. We got to pick. We're indecisive. No, you don't understand. This is why I have to pick a instead of numbers. We got to pick. It's it's a little easier when I have like shelves and stuff like that. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say top shelf for La La Land. Okay, so the top shelf and what's the one above that? Glass case. That's like undeniable masterpiece. I, I okay, I would put it in the glass case. then. All right. It's not a top five. It's not even close to a top five for me. Right. With undeniable masterpiece. I don't, I don't even know if it's top 100, but yeah, I would say it's undeniable masterpiece because it, to me, reinvigorated musicals. Uh huh. Um, it has two great performances from its stars. It shot Damien Chazelle up to stardom and like famous director. Whiplash helped, but this was his big right. break. Um, I think it again one of the most iconic movies of the 21st century. I, I can't say it's my top five because I think Umbrella's of Shoreboard, which it took influence from, is the better musical. But mm. as far as modern day musicals, I can't think of a better example than La La Land. So as as a modern day musical, it's a masterpiece. I can't think of a 
better modern day musical. And the La Land music is iconic too. Instantly. And it's unique and it's brand unique. new. And yeah. I feel like the music also like sounds um like La La Land. Like it's not just It is it is incredible. Forward. It is incredible that he managed to make a musical in a world where a new one too. Yeah. In a world where that's just can't happen. Especially because But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like is 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 really La La Land his style? Do we really have to put this guy in a box with a musical? I, I all of his movies are music based, so yeah. They're music based, like, but they're not music so old. Similar to they're Babylon. not musicals. Like something about it was so similar to Babylon, like the feeling, like the grand feeling. The grand yeah, feeling of it grand, at all, yeah. but like I feel like they're they're two very different sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes and no. But I I really see it. To me, they were more they were more similar than they were more different. They just it seemed like it was the same right. director. Because everybody's yeah. like Babylon batshit crazy and all this, and I agree. Yeah. But to me, it felt like I was watching a crazier movie from the same director of La La Land. Okay, we'll get to Whiplash. All right, all right. Um, but to, for uh, for La La Land, I'm probably gonna give it a a top shelf. Okay, I was surprised. Great. I didn't seem like he, I, I was. What? Come on! I thought you would have given. Well, it, it wasn't like your personal favorite, but yeah, I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset! You are a worthless, friendless, faggot-lipped little piece of shit whose mommy left daddy when she figured out he wasn't Eugene O'Neill and who is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a fucking nine-year-old girl. Yeah, we can get to Whiplash, which in my opinion is his most cynical, darkest, gloomiest movie. I know a lot of people say Babylon was batshit crazy and, and, and like a very dark movie, but in my opinion, Whiplash, it, it's... It, it to me, it just felt like a hopeless movie, and yeah. and even at the end, it just felt like oh yeah, sure he killed it, but he's gonna have to go through this again and again and again throughout his whole life. And we're just gonna say again. Spoiler little... alert. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna write my uh, <laughs> my top ten list. Yeah, we're doing a top ten list of the uh, 2022 at the end of this video. Lily's still working on hers, and she's not gonna talk about Whiplash because she hasn't seen it. Yes. Yeah. So what do you, what are your thoughts on Whiplash? Um, I know I just like, kind of threw out the ending there, but um, I, I I did find it very uh, kind of depressing. This movie, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't get to see Whiplash in theaters, and I wish I did. Yeah, but I saw it when it came out, like once it came out on streaming or DVD, whatever it came out. I don't remember what I saw it on, but it was like once it was available to watch at home, and I remember liking it a lot. J.K. Simmons has a, has a great performance, and that really stuck with me. Molly's Tello was really good. I thought I'm a musician myself, and you know, I was in school for music. I, um, I was in a high school uh, music program, and I went to college for music, so I can kind of relate to. Um, I mean, I never had like a, an abusive music teacher like that or anything. I don't know. I think the idea of like this like need to be per perfect as a as a musician, and this like strive for greatness, and this relationship between a teacher and a student is really interesting because I feel like, I mean, I always think about like what makes good art. Is it like being original, unique, or is it about perfection? Like to me, like jazz musicians and classical musicians, like they're all about like, like, um, virt like they're virtuistic and like great at composing and all these things. But then you have like someone like rock music, like punk or like someone like Lou Reed, who's like, equally as good but it's not as um virtuous there's not like this there's definitely like like some are more theory-based than others and i'm not like rock right. and pop and these kind of genres are never going to be as crazy as like miles davis or like anything like that yeah 
so I feel like Whiplash is kind of an interesting exploration of like, does like good does art need to be? How do you go about like, creating great art? Does it need to be perfection and virtuistic to be right? Like, do you even need to be in a school, to yeah. like and like that and train and train like that to actually be a good player? Well, it's like, um, the teacher pushes him so far in the movie that it's like, it's it's it goes far beyond like him trying to help him in music or him being like caring like it's not obsession to the point of obsession like jk simmons is doing this for this in the name of music i just think he's like yeah. a crazy asshole you know he's just a bad <laughs> he guy. tries to justify yeah, that bar talk like, but i think it's total bs he's i i i i think i i saw right through him yeah when he when he like fucked him over at the end i'm yeah. like i knew it but from miles teller's yeah. perspective he's like really trying to prove to himself that he's like <clears throat> he's trying musician. to prove to him that's what i'm saying about with with uh damien chazelle he's yeah. i don't if there's someone out there who you're trying to prove wrong to that but like but to me the balance of jk simmons being like just being an asshole and yeah miles teller like like trying to be so good to impress him but jk simmons is really just an ass like he's yeah like, he, yeah he's, he's, he's never gonna be satisfied he's, he's exactly, never gonna be exactly. satisfied he's, and yep. and and the 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 absolutely just obsessiveness of him of accept of him accepting him as a, a great musician, yeah. like completely consumes this guy. And yeah, and all his movies, all his movies are about obsession from one point or another. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, and, and following your dreams, and, and it's going to be hard, as, basically as what he's saying. And um, La La Land felt the the most optimistic. Yeah. you know what I mean. And and and. The, and to me, Whiplash just the ending is great and the ending is electrifying. Yeah, the ending is great. But J.K. Simmons has some good one-liners too. After that movie ended, I felt kind of like, "Damn, this is like this is not a happy story." This guy is like he he lost his girlfriend because of this. He he almost died because well, of this. I'm kind of trying to draw a parallel between this and La Land. It's also like dying for your art is another theme between those two movies. Yeah, well, in all three movies. Yeah, and honestly, I've never seen First Man. But, yeah, yeah, it makes but sense. like going it's something moon, yeah. going to the moon is something that is very uh, admirable and like is reaching for the stars. It's, literally, Damien's a passionate man. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There's a certain hungerness to this guy that I don't see in other filmmakers, and it's like it's not even like, "Hey, look what I'm capable of." It's like, "Look what I'm capable yeah. of!" Like very like aggressively, shouting, yeah. like he's shouting at you, and I understand why. Not to me, but he for some people he went a little too far with that in babylon so yeah um i loved whiplash i i, I thought miles teller was amazing at jk simmons i've heard so much yeah. about that performance it lived up to it yeah. it was that guy is right you, you saw it kind of recently right yeah everybody talks about jk simmons in it and he's good he's really good he's great yeah but I feel like Miles Teller is also really good, and people don't talk about him as much. I feel like, he's I feel really, like it's he's a underrated. it's a Paul Dano in There Will Be Blood situation yeah. where like it's completely out like you know even yeah, though he is the lead. Yeah, he is. He is the lead, but, but he, he's always underrated to me. I saw Miles Teller. Yeah, too too old to die young. It was a, a Nicholas Winding Refn TV show. We're talking about Ryan Gosling. Miles is he good in it? That. He was really good in that. He was good in the Top Gun movie that just came out. See, I haven't seen that. Um, no, I haven't. Everything I see, Miles Teller, and he's always good. I, I feel like don't. What else have I seen him like in? Not. I I've seen him in Project X. Yes. <laughs> um, that's about it. I know he's in the Fantastic Four, that shitty Fantastic yeah, Four I, reboot that I, they tried to do. I didn't see that. But he was really impressive in this, and 
Uh, oh, he's in the new show, The Offer, about the, oh, the yeah. making of uh, The Godfather. I wanted to see that, but I haven't seen it, but I want to. I think you should see The Godfather before you see that, though. You know what I mean? That's why I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I, I'm like a big film snob, and I watch a lot of old movies, but I haven't seen The Godfather, and it's like the movie. It's crazy. Yeah. If you're going to watch them, you got to watch the second one as well. Well, I want to see The Godfather in theaters. It's kind of why I haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm like waiting to like to watch so I can see it on the big screen. Like maybe one of these mo- Indian movie theaters will play it. He what was in um, uh, War Dogs. So. Oh, War Dogs. Oh, that's actually a really underrated movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Um, that was done by uh, Todd Phillips. Yeah, director of Joker. It's <laughs> weird. What would you give Whiplash out of uh, out of the shelves? Top shelf. Top shelf. To me, it's I give La La Land higher because yeah. La La Land's iconic. Whiplash isn't as iconic to me, but for what it is, it's a great movie. It's smaller scale and it doesn't go down to history as one of the decade defining genre defining movies to me. But for what it is, a movie about jazz and passion and the themes and the acting is really strong. It's a great movie and I'm definitely would see it again i've only seen it once but i loved it i think this is his masterpiece i think it will be really hard to top this one for me i saw the passion through through this one and i i don't know it seems like this is this most personal movie yeah by far and that's what i like that's what i like out of a director when it, it's personal and it's it's straight from the heart it it's probably it, i know it's not his debut he made another one but it, it's one of the biggest like breakout films yeah. one of the best breakout films I've ever seen um, I'm gonna put it in the glass case I feel like there needs to be like a sound for the glass case like, yeah <laughs> Babylon where do I start with Babylon I feel like we we had like a nice conversation about what we felt like it was more yeah in debt to yeah um we'll start by saying how much he felt that what listen, it reminded you of I guess I'm just going to name a bunch of Boogie Nights comparisons. you mind? All right. At the party, there's a girl who overdoses, and they have to get rid of her. Same thing in Boogie Nights. Um, with the with the guy. With the guy, yes. Brad Pitt has a friend who is bad with women. Oh, I know who you're talking William about. H. Macy. William H. Macy in Boogie Nights. He is has a bad relationship with his uh, wife. They both eventually kill themselves. I knew once that character showed up, I'm like, damn, uh, that's going to be sad when he dies. The Tobey Maguire dungeon scene is so clearly a rift off of Alfred Molina. Mm. Yeah, a rift off of that until it turns into Barbarian. Oh, yeah. I, um, I did turn into Barbarian. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, I agree so much for the first part of it, like when yeah. he's talking. But once it gets to the dungeon, it changes to me. I feel like that once it gets to the dungeon, it's like, okay, wow, you're going too far with this. Like, I know, just thought it was very unexpected. Like, okay, yeah. you, you want to go in the order? You want to go through the movie in the order? I just want to say this about the yeah. dungeon scene. When when Tobey Maguire is talking to them at the table, yeah. that was to me right out of Buggy Nights. But yeah. when they went to the dungeon, it changed from, to me at least. I agree. How do you think that the dungeon was like similar? Okay, we'll get into it. Okay. But let's start in the I'm beginning. Um, Manny. What do you think of him? Diego Calva he was as the main guy. Actor. Yeah, he's really good enough. I thought he was great too. People uh, say what do you think like about a, his character? Like, a, like a, His character was kind of like a the surrogate for the audience you kind of just yeah like, you, you, people he, say all oh, like the main people character. were making complaints about him being a kind of underwritten and didn't really well, have that many it's like you're just kind of seeing the world through his eyes you know but he like played the role really i mean i feel like if it was a different actor maybe he would he had a, a nice sincerity well. yeah he did to it to him his 
like I don't know his his performance and he, he felt like a humble. This I like his his story like yeah he, he like, bought into his hustle yeah. he bought into his love for film at least I did I did too. I know a lot of people didn't um so he, yeah he has an elephant he was honestly my favorite <laughs> character in the movie and uh, he was too um, right was he the, you guys yeah favorite? me too. Yeah. He was um, definitely the most likable. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. for sure. You see the elephant shitting scene yeah. right off Wait, the bat. You got a POV. Think, why do people think that was controversial? Oh, it's so shocking. That's Justin said like, oh, people like were mad about that. Like, All right. You want to get into the criticism of this of this film? And I don't, why I don't, don't like understand. It. Why, why do people like, why do people care people so much shit about on this movie? I Listen, I can understand why people are not completely loving this film why yeah i can understand why it, not it, everyone the character's a little uh, like it's hard to like attach to it was really entertaining though like, people, yeah like, absolutely absolutely okay just tell me why is it like a 55 on tomatoes I, that is people are boring to me. Dude, people, people are, are boring, boring. Shit taste. like they can't sit through they, a movie they that's long i mean they, 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 they and it's long but it doesn't feel long here here's the thing here's the thing james uh, james cameron I, I saw something that james cameron said that like people are complaining about now that like oh like why is the flying scene like 20 minutes long? Oh, because I wanted to fucking see it. it yeah. like, but like a lot of people's criticism now, it's like the studio checklist. Like, oh, why are we showing this? It, it just doesn't, it has no sense to me be in the story. It, sometimes it really doesn't matter. It, sometimes you just got to, it, it's cinema. You're supposed to yeah, see some, it's, it's supposed amazing. to be expected. Not no. everything has to be Not everything has to be, not everything has to be necessary sometimes. I'm going to go on a rant about that. Yeah. To me, like I, I love. That's why I like David Lynch so much. David Lynch, yeah. my favorite director. Like Twin Peaks, um, season three, like The Return. There's a like a five minute scene. I kid you not, it's like five minutes long of somebody sweeping the floor for no apparent reason, and I love it. <laughs> but that's cinema to yeah. me. I feel like story based things. Like you can go read a book, or you know yeah. what I mean. Like I feel like cinema is about the little moments. It's that, about the visuals. It's too. about the video. Yeah, it's hundred percent about somebody, the visuals. Why do like, people be like? This scene doesn't make sense in the story. You could have just cut it out. No, because then it takes away like the essence of, yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. It's not just about the story. It's about like the whole like visual storytelling. Yeah, I mean sometimes yeah. you just see you see an image and it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, but that's the best image in the movie and it makes you feel the most. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to do with the plot. Hundred percent. I, I hate when people like plot, plot, plot. But that's that, important. That is, but like that is the it's that a is, visual medium. I I totally agree, and I totally don't. I really don't get like the the. the it's frankly like polarizing reviews that this has been getting. I fifty five. I mean, I guess you want to get a seventy. I would still I give it higher, but a fifty five is like a like, crime that it's a fifty five. Yeah. I don't understand. I could see a, a seventy, a sixty. That's like divisive. Sixty five, but like fifty five is like pretty. Yeah, it's like not good. Yeah. Um, and the just how grand it was for it to be fifty five. Yeah. And it made no money. I don't know why. Yeah, I think uh, I saw that Avatar made more money this Saturday than, than Babylon really did. Sad. In its and whole it's run. a shame because and by the way avatar is like on its fourth weekend Ava so that's like <laughs> avatar's avatar's gonna hit two billion everybody's like um like they don't make good movies anymore movies back in the day were better they make shit now but then they make a good movie that's the big budget big cast big ensemble it feels yeah. like the way they used to make them and then guess what nobody goes to see it it's not going to like be good the like, studios are not going to keep buying into movies that i'm surprised they got this made I'm, honestly yeah. Margot Robbie, what are you, what are your opinions on her? She was great in it. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Did you Robbie... say she was inspired by like a real person? Uh, Clara Bow, I believe, a 1920s actress. actress. She was really uh, good. She starred in The Wings, which I think it was like the first uh, Best Picture winner, and she starred in It, and that's where the saying 
it girl came from, I believe. Oh, from her? Yeah. Margot Robbie did feel a little Margot Robbie in this movie, though. But, like, that's the point. Yeah. Brad Pitt was acting like Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. Who I, else would have played that supposed character? To be, like, exactly. 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 She's larger than life. I guess... And I feel like she's the last... You can whatever your definition of movie star, I don't give a fuck. You like whatever box office draw, I don't care. I know this movie bombed, but like she's not she's a box movie's... office draw though. Yeah, but she's a movie star. Birds of Prey kind of bombed. I know, too. but like, what defines to me a movie star nowadays is just like larger than life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Someone that can just captivate but the screen. She, and as good as she was, she was like off the wall. She was like really, yeah. really good. But I feel like I've seen her do this role before. That's just what I meant by design. I I think. That's not, that's not a flaw. I know. Like I said, I, I, know, I love Ryan Gosling. He plays the same character in every movie. That's not a flaw. But I'm just saying, like, I like Diego Calva a lot because I've never really seen him before. Yeah. And I feel like he felt like a breath of fresh air. But I feel like Ro- Margot Robbie can, can finally, like, this this part, like, the stick that she usually does finally is working in yeah, this type of movie. I agree. Movie. I agree. You know, it, it she does finally work found the best the perfect environment the best in, in this, this type movie. of movie. Yeah. Like, To me, this is the... Like it worked in Wolf of Wall Street and everyone fell in love with her. I feel yeah, like but that's a supporting has, part. Yeah. This is not. This is her but, movie. I said almost her movie. Wolf of Wall Street was like ten years ago now, and I feel yeah. like she's trying to be capitalized. Like that was like her brand. I feel like it hasn't fully hasn't worked hit, for me. Yeah. But it hit. It hit here. It hit. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was really good. Brad Pitt's good too, but again, he's Honestly, playing suave movie star Brad Pitt. In it my works. opinion. My least favorite performance. Brad Pitt. I think he was. He really was. Good. He was great. But he's towards just, the end. In the beginning, it took me a while to get warm up to him. I think his character was just cool in general. Like I love yeah. those old Hollywood yeah. archetypes of the bleeding man. So, what'd you think about the the party sequence? Oh, the first that one was epic. Yeah. yeah, way to like I don't know. Like, when that scene came on, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good movie. Yeah, it was like twenty. It was like what 15, 20 minutes long. That yeah, was, yeah. The party scene is what made me say I wish I lived in the 20s. Do you want to talk about La Dolce Vita? Yeah. Your reference to this movie is Boogie Nights, and I see it, I do. But you're a PTA fan, so I feel yeah. like they're... But you don't understand, no, dude. I get like... the, the exact scenes are ripped. But to yeah. me, it's literally a modernized La Dolce Vita. I think yeah. La Dolce Vita is way better, obviously. But it's very like um, long and epic, and it's, really? about, it's about movies, and it's about... I should probably watch romance. it. I love, La, La, La Dolce Vita is one of my favorites of all time. I, there's, I'm pointing to a poster of it. Um, and she's like Margot Robbie. And yeah, her character, um, Anita Ekberg. Yeah, blonde, Her yeah. character's kind of like Margot Robbie. This is way... Um, I think I even read something that Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie said, li- said it, it was like, like that, yeah. that, um, that Babylon was like. And I didn't even read that. I Once I saw the movie, I was like, this is Little Dolce Vita. And then yeah. I saw it after. I'm telling you. Yeah, I see well, this the, movie's a lot, a lot of things. Like I, see I saw Boogie a lot Nights, of Boogie but, Nights in here. I saw a lot of Casino in here. Martin Scorsese. To me, it's Boogie Nights by plot, but La Dolce Vita by essence and by yeah. yeah and, I agree. Yeah. With that. I compare it to Casino, <laughs> Casino as well because it's a lot. It's very messy. It's a very messy movie, just like Casino. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's telling you a lot of stuff about the world. Hot take: I don't like Casino. I know that's crazy. I, I honestly did not like that's that crazy. movie. That's crazy. Casino bored. is great. I was kind of bored. I Casino like, is like, great. Stop I like it. everything like, that Scorsese um, does. Scorsese does. Yeah. No. I, we both agreed on that, Justin. Yeah, but well, we, we saw it together. Yeah. But uh, Sharon Stone, uh, Margot Robbie's kind of giving that energy I with Manny and and Robert De Niro, um, especially because like Robert De Niro and in that character with Sharon Stone, he's just like completely in love with her, and that's the whole thing. Like he's willing to put up with anything. Similar to this and and like Manny, uh, her and Manny, did you like? I think this is my favorite sequence. Uh, when the first day when they're making films was in good. the silent that venue. was that was my favorite. That scene where the first filming scene, I feel like that captured how it was to like film in the twenties. 
or at least perhaps like, a little exaggerated. Definitely exaggerated. But, uh, but that's the, the, nature the energy, of the energy, the energy. Nature like, of who cares? Honestly, it seemed it. It just it was such a fun scene. It was a fun scene, and like. It, it was just all inspiring, honestly. And, and the yeah. way it was edited and how many extras were used. My favorite scene was where... I don't want to give spoilers. Even spoilers. We're going to do spoilers. Oh, Fuck okay, it. Okay. Yeah. No, nobody cares about this movie anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, when Manny... I can't. I keep forgetting Margot Robbie's character's name, but when Diego Calva and Margot Robbie... They, they were, like, traveling together, and then they went to this, like, club together towards the end of the movie, and they sort of dancing, and they were like, let's get married. And then Margot Robbie disappears into nothing. Like, I thought that I was love so that. cinematic. I that's love my, that. That's my favorite However, scene. However, I also did not like how she died just in the newspapers. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I wish they just kind of dis didn't just say disappeared. That was a, yeah. I don't think, I think yeah. it wasn't necessary. Yeah. It was not necessary. We, we could understand that she probably would have died. Yeah. eventually it was like it was like implied yeah. but when she disappeared that felt like so cinematic and that's what i mean why i don't need to know that she died or i don't need to know what happened you cinema is about physically tell exactly you and i feel like most movies nowadays including this one because it said she died but most movies nowadays have these like need for plot and to, to tell you everything over explain shit over explain i like how like nelly not ellie nelly, nelly. yeah this scene just like regardless of that explaining later on the fact that she just disappeared and i can remember that specific scene i loved how just ambiguous and how like mystical it felt and how just it, it's like she never existed dolce vita that specific, really? specific scene reminded me of dolce vita but it and when they were dancing in that little like nightclub and they were like trying to like yeah that, let's get married yeah i yeah. love that whole sequence yeah the ending's really good too of this movie but i kind of wanted to bring up the sound sound the sound scene when they're doing the sound technology Oh, that's a great scene. Too. Yeah, right. But that's when she was playing the high school something like I. Yeah, yeah. It's a college. Yeah, yeah. She said, um, she said like a million times. Remember the guy <laughs> in the thing? Oh, so died. this is what college is like. Yeah. So, so this is college. The guy in the in the box. Yeah, I mean. I'm. I wonder has that ever happened? Before? Probably. probably has. No, like probably. Probably has. Well, Once. you know what's definitely did happen. Someone died on set and they just covered it up. Yeah. It's. You're out in the West in California. It's like 1920. The authorities are not really out there mm -hmm. trying to enforce things. So it's kind of why they went out there. More land. You can just film anything. Wide open spaces. It's kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too, where yeah. things go on for a long time. One scene lasts like yeah. way longer. Set than, piece driven. Yeah, set you piece know, that's why I was yep, like. Set piece driven. Like PTA, you know. Which is why scenes feel iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz trumpet player. Yeah, his whole storyline is really interesting too. Really I wish sad. it was a little bit more explored, to be honest. I with wish you. it was it's more flushed out. Yeah, sure. but I thought it was really interesting. Like I, when they made him wear that powder. Yeah, whatever, like yeah, that was really heartbreaking. Was, and the fact that like the uh, Manny had to go and say that to him is even worse. And too. that was like the pivotal scene in his story. But his character, like aside from that one scene, like his character, like seeing him kind of like come up and then go back to the jazz. Yeah, like, the whole arc was he, interesting. He, he's the only he's one that got job. out pretty yeah. clean. I mean. He got humiliated, but nothing he, like ha nothing really happened. He was, yeah, and, and he was still respected in the jazz clubs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I another scene I liked was um when Margot Robbie she had to fake um acting like proper and etiquette in that. Oh yeah, yeah. House. She was just incredible in this movie. I think this is her best performance. If I'm thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about the music, Mark. Okay. Because the music is really Fire. good in this movie. 
Yeah, fire. I love how you can hear this. It's the same song that's in the happy parts and the same song that's in like the more yeah. melancholy parts. There's like, like a, a the theme that replaces the, the theme. I love theme. when you yeah. yeah. do that. I think it that makes too. it iconic. That and makes that it iconic. Like it makes a, it iconic. And it brings the whole thing together. Yeah. It like matches certain scenes and there's a certain together. Uh, horn melody that's like. Da, 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 oh, that one too. Da, da, yeah. Do you know the one I'm thinking of? I know Lily knows what I'm thinking yeah. of. I was thinking of the um. No, I think the Nelly Andy thing. And yeah, Nelly yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it just sounds iconic. It sounds like like a theme that you get stuck in your head and you remember. Like I from think, a movie I think, I ago. think the the best one is uh, I think it's called Voodoo Mama, and it's the one that's like, it plays in the trailer. It plays when um Manny and and and, uh, and Nelly are dancing. I like that one. Uh, Champagne. That's the one. that's like. Da, 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 da. Oh, that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um, so it's like that descending. Yeah, um, and it has like uh. That's the one that sounds like uh, La La Land. I saw this interview or read something that was saying like Justin Hurwitz said, oh wait, Damien Chazelle said to the composer Justin Hurwitz that I don't want this to sound like 1920s jazz music because 1920s jazz music, while great, it wasn't as bombastic as I wanted this to be. So mm. he, he looked for like rock music. He wanted this to be more of like a rock-centric soundtrack but that used jazz instrumentation and i thought okay. that was pretty interesting that, that so is that pretty interesting yeah. well it's obviously still jazz music it's, still, it's, it's still like 20s like sounding yeah it's, it's still 20 like sounding music. like it's theory still, wise composition wise it's, it's perfect still for the movie. jazz yeah. it's but perfect for the he movie. wanted the energy and essence of rock music yeah, yeah. it's perfect for the movie so ending yeah we can get to the ending what do you make of the ending what what do you think uh the ending is trying to say well, it was trying to show the main character, Manny, um, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. It was trying to show um, the main character, Manny, his influence that he had, I think, on film. The whole thing was kind of about, like, being left in the dust and, like, people not remembering you and leaving a legacy and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, that scene, you can see, like, he's, in the movies that he watched in the future, he saw things that he did in the past that directly... Um, impacted the future, whether it was like a small thing that happened or somebody he worked with remembered him or influenced him. He kind of thought he faded into oblivion, but small things that he did actually did matter in the grand scheme of things. So it was kind of hopeful in that respect, I think. It was kind of like... Yeah. It, it made you feel like even if even if your name isn't remembered forever, you'll, you're, you'll still out... You're your legacy. still out there somewhere. Yeah. I'm not sure what to make of the ending. I see Manny, he's like crying afterwards and he sees like singing in the rain, specifically singing in the rain, a movie about generally just his story isn't on it, film. Isn't it about singing in the rain? <laughs> what do you mean? Huh? I thought you were going to say oh. singing in the rain, a movie about... Singing in the rain. Yeah. No, a, mu a movie, if you haven't seen Singing in the Rain, uh, it's a movie that came out in the 1950s about the transition into... Uh, into um, talking movies. It, yeah. it, it's a musical about that, the film process and what they went through. And um, I don't know. I, when Manny is crying there, I find it felt like he got like, either he either, I don't know how to take it. He either saw himself on film and felt uh, happy about it or he saw himself on film and said, damn, not only did this town like destroy me, but they took my story and everyone else's story. No, and, I, thought, and, I don't think that. I, didn't think that. And completely. I, I, I thought it was a more hopeful outlook. Well, have you seen Singing in the Rain? It doesn't look on yeah. on, 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 on the sound people. like they, they kind of pokes fun at like well, people losing no, no. tons of their jobs. To me, to me, it looked like he... 
it's funny that me and Lily were talking about this. The 50s are always the idolized yeah. in history. But to him, the 20s were his time and the 50s seemed like corny. And I feel like... Not a great year, not a great decade for cinema. It was like... Honestly, though. The way the movie theater looked and the people in the yeah. theater and stuff. Like he it, Obviously, it wasn't like as shiny as usual. Like To me, it looked like this. Like You know the ending of The Deuce? Yeah. How it like... It, yeah, like, he was walking back. Yeah. To me, it reminded me of that, how it's not as great. But to me, even though it wasn't as great as his heyday, he, he still feels... Like mm. a part of it, a part of it, yeah. Even though it's gotten worse over time, I think he's still happy to know that he has a legacy. But I do agree that there, he, he, they are showing it in some sort of lighter capacity that it is not what it used to be, and not as good as it used to be. Yeah, I think they showed a lot of the modern movies and through cinema. That was interesting. Yeah, too, the, the, montage the, the, of, the montage of modern movies. I want to get to that because it's weird what they decided to show. But I don't know it, if that was a bad thing. Like they showed Persona, which is a great movie. And they yeah. also showed some modern things. To me. Well, I l- listen. I to me, I got. I think the ending is generally trying to say that because the movie, people say this movie is a, like very unfocused. But I watched it twice, and what I got out of it is that this this is a, a film about change in the industry. Most people are genuinely left behind. Yeah. And and forgotten. And 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 just it just to show you, uh, I wanted to bring up the when the critic, the conversation that the mm-hmm. critic has with Brad Pitt. Pitt yeah. That's probably that's basically the thesis saying yeah, the movie. A thesis like for Hollywood, but I also think it's about anything and any job, any, any industry. Yeah, but I think the ending scene reminds you that maybe even if you did get left and forgotten you're in the part grand of, of the bigger. world, your family and friends will remember you. That's your what your saying. your your close. Um, the people you worked with might have taken influence from you and yeah. done something, but like you, like, kind of like even the though. Butterfly effect, yeah. But specifically, the movies they shown, there's a weird transition where it goes into like one song into another. It, it transitions into like computer technology. Yeah. Start seeing like more technologically advanced Avatars. CGI. Yeah, did CGI based. Yeah, they, they did. Avatar. They showed a lot of CGI. They showed a lot of uh, advancements in CGI technology in that movie clip, and I felt like. Okay, he's basically saying that this is this is it, you know, CG computer technology. This is what people are literally paying to see yeah. nowadays. The industry is moving on, and there's going to be people that are going to be left behind. Yeah, and it's sad. I feel like that's what the movie is kind of like a hopeless well, to me, he was, mission he statement. Was kind of shitting on CGI, but at the same time, he was also it was a celebration. It was also celebrating. That's what it. I. That's why I was kind of like. That's why I was yeah. kind of like. That's why I liked it so ending. much. I, no, I was mixed. I think he was saying ending. that like maybe movies back then didn't have to rely on CGI and technology yeah. to be great. But I think he was also saying that like look at Avatar, look at how impressive this yeah. is. Yeah. So I think it was, it was saying how great Avatar and CGI are. It was. Both. But what I'm saying is like that. This is what drives people to the movie theaters nowadays. Yeah. No one's like like how people used to not see silent films anymore. People are not seeing. Uh, Babylon. The ironic. It's ironic because the irony that this came out the same year as Avatar, Two. and it's made and it made no money, significantly less money. Um, significantly, it's not even. Close. <laughs> Nobody thought it would come close to Avatar's money, but the money it made is just way too. It's because it was marketed terribly. It looked like another Amsterdam. It really did. No, I like you know? I like the trailer for this movie. Yeah, but like it looked, it, dude, Amsterdam came out like two months yeah, before this, and it looked like this the same Amsterdam movie. Like it looked like the same movie. 
Um, unfortunately, yeah, but I knew this was gonna be better than Amsterdam. I didn't even yeah. like the trailer for Amazon did not get me ex- um, no. Amsterdam did not get me excited. This but like, got me excited. If you, it looks like it looks the same. You got Margot Robbie and the same. Yeah, the big star. Margot Robbie being in both didn't help. That does did not, not help. help. Yeah, it's like the same character. She, but Robbie, she's the best part of that movie too. Honestly, Amsterdam and Babylon both bombed. So Margot Robbie's not a box office draw, unfortunately. It's too, dude. People, it is not about the movie star. It's how you market the movies. If you had. If you had TikTok dances of like Babylon dances or some shit like no. that, maybe it would have been marketed no, but a little I'm better. Saying, you know like, what I mean? True. There's some actors. It's, it's that just it's... the way the movies are marketed. It's not it's not the quality of the movies. It's not what people want to okay. see. For instance, like I feel like a lot of people would want to see this movie if if they actually heard about it. You know what okay, I mean? Like for instance, Taylor Swift used to make country music, right? Yeah, Taylor Swift is in in Amsterdam know, in that bomb. I know. The biggest musician in the world is in a movie and it bombs. But do you understand the problem with that? Taylor, it, it's just, it's I, just how they I market movies think, I can't nowadays. Think of an actor right yeah. now to make this comparison, so I'm going to use Taylor Swift. She's okay. Like the world's <laughs> biggest pop yeah. female singer. You know, she made country music. Then she switched to pop. Then she switched to like her like bad girl era. Then she was making like indie, <laughs> and now she made like a synth pop. Yeah. So like she constantly changes genres, and no matter what, her fans flock to it, even if it's not their cup of tea. But yeah. Margot Robbie can make. They don't well, flock listen. to it. I'm. So what I'm saying is, like the movie star not, doesn't exist. Like like, at, like like that anymore. Like like I I would pay to see her on screen. Like I think there's some. I can't think of one on top of my head. But Will I, Smith. No. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Every single movie he puts out is pretty much. A and hit. They, yeah. Maybe the Mummy. Well, that's, that's what people. Exception. A lot of people say he's like the last movie star for that reason. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I that that I'm fine with yeah. the, the age of a movie star. I'm fine with if people just don't see it because most of the times, you know, not every movie star can be in great movies all the time. I don't, I don't really get that. I mean, I prefer movie stars than not movie stars. Movie stars yeah. are usually better actors who have bigger stage presence. That's what I'm presences. saying. Yeah. Why and, is there no more movie always, stars? I don't Why do you not care about them? They're little. They're, they're better actors usually. But like bigger it's, stage. It's presences. a weird argument because, like, you're saying that like there's no. There's no people that exist that would draw like a, is a box office well, draw. I'm saying but there is there is there some. Are, there are like Margot Robbie's not one of them, unfortunately. You don't and think? I, and I like yeah. her. I Margot Robbie's not one actress. of them. I don't think. Uh, you think it hurt her career? Well, after she the might one, get the nominated. One, the one-two punch of Amsterdam. She might Babylon get nominated for uh, an Oscar for this. Maybe, but she's not going to win. No, definitely not. The one-two punch of Amsterdam and Babylon. Like if it was just Babylon, yeah. it's not a big deal. She has the Barbie the movie. Come on, that, man. She's that, gonna. St- she's starring Barbie, in Ryan the, with Ryan Gosling. Uh, she's starring in Ryan Gosling's movie. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. I'm excited. That's her. That's her chance for. Uh, that's her comeback. It could yeah. be if that yeah. if that movie succeeds. I think she's fine. Yeah. But if it doesn't, the Amsterdam and Babylon hurt. So I feel like it's really gonna be on Barbie now to see if she can be like. She's still gonna get work. <laughs> she will always get work. Yeah. But I'm saying she's like actually a good actor, you know. But I think for a time I thought she would go down as like one of the, one the greatest, one like of the a greatest. Meryl Streep. Yeah, like yeah. modern day. But I don't think I don't know if it's yeah. gonna happen. It's, the industry's different nowadays. Well, I'm not you know what I mean? It's I'm, just different. I'm not even saying as far as how good of an actress she is. I'm saying yeah. as far as how bigger popularity will be. How it's hard to measure popularity nowadays, especially with social well, like, media, me, okay, like that. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, these are actors who are like, well, you know, huge. Yeah. But our I, generation I thought, doesn't care about I movie stars. Margot Robbie would have been one of them. Our generation doesn't care about movie stars. Yeah. Why is that? Influencers are t- basically took up the 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 celebrity. Yeah. Uh, no talent movie stars, pretty much. So yeah, no. But I'm, I'm saying I'm not sitting on all influencers. <laughs> I'm just but saying, I'm saying like, it, it, it fit. <laughs> it, it, it filled the pop culture like celebrity bubble that like 
movie stars used to fill. Yeah. You know, the celebrity, oh, where's who's George Clooney dating? Who's Brad Pitt dating? It's just, I'm glad. Yeah, people but, don't care. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. They still do. It's just for. It's just for. It's just on a smaller well, scale. I don't care. Yeah. Also, just for non-movie stars. Like yeah, it's for non-movie stars. I don't care true. about tabloid fodder and like the things that used to move. They used to talk about. Oh, this movie star is dating this. Like that. I don't yeah. care about that. But I do think the age of the movies are sad that it's not but, around. Because again, but think about that. Better that, actors. That's a form of promotion. Every those tap. Think of Dor- don't worry, darling. The like the latest yeah. example and probably the, one of the only examples of modern day like tabloid yeah, yeah. bullshit in yeah. Hollywood. That movie would have not been as successful if that wasn't a whole whole yeah, lot about still, it. Yeah, but still, it wasn't even that successful. It was successful enough, you know? And yeah, it had like a 20 million opening. Whatever. With but Harry like, Styles, you better have a 20 yeah, million opening. But, but you, it, that movie would not have been on the... Didn't he come out with another movie? Yeah. My Policeman? My no. Policeman. Oh, yeah. There's another one that came out the same year. They, they, that wasn't good either, I heard. It had mid rating. No, no, uh, no, uh... No tabloids with that movie. Well, yeah, because that, like, that, that was like a but, small indie film. This had, yeah. this had uh, the, a girl. With but you see what I mean? Like, you see what I mean? Like, it, it could draw interest in a movie. What would you give Babylon out of the, the shelf rating? Top, top shelf. Top shelf. Yeah, this is a top shelfer for me. Potentially a a glass case. Oh. If I, I've been thinking a lot about this movie, you know, it's it, it it's been a while since we had like. A movie like this where it, it's it's epic and it's a character driven it has like i don't know this energy to it there's no no other directors are doing this to me when i when i saw it i was like wow cinema you know you had that feeling yeah. like cinema you know well i feel like yeah. if i was a director then like you ethan i would want yeah. i would like this movie a lot no it's great it would be a top shelf for me if i was um i, I did just feel like i guess why i gave la la land the top the well because la la land to me felt like it it paid an homage to Umbrella Schwarzenberg, but modernized it in a way. Which to me, this felt like La Dolce Vita and like Boogie Nights. The respect yeah. didn't it, didn't it, completely have its own it identity. Didn't completely, yeah. I'm, How would rank uh, Damien Chazelle's movie so far? It would be um, La La Land, Babylon, Whiplash. So Whiplash being the top and La yeah. La Land being the worst. Whiplash is incredible. And for you, man. Whiplash is the glass case. It's the glass case. And the other two are top top shelves. shelves yeah, but. Babylon could potentially be. Yeah, it depends. It has to grow on me. You know, and it's crazy. We all give us a top shelf, but it has a fifty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't get it, and nobody saw it. I feel like it'll be reclaimed. Um, people, people are gonna look back on this and be like, "Damn, Criterion, Criterion." Uh, no, I never. No, the no, Criterion no, of Babylon. It that's could. not gonna happen. I feel like La La Land should be on Criterion though. Babylon should be. Babylon is a type of to be. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Babylon is the type of movie to be on, like on Criterion. Well, it's weird. Yeah. Like the Letterbox fans kind of like this. They get like a three point eight. It's pretty high, three point nine, something like that. I'm telling you, it's but the critics. Well, the way Rotten Tomatoes work, if if you like, eh, it was a five out of ten. It didn't work. Yeah, we've, that's yeah. like a bad review. So. Yeah, but like IMDb didn't like it. It's just like specifically Letterbox seemed to like it, which is interesting. Like what, Babylon? Babylon. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's interesting to see how the different yeah. platforms like. That's true. I guess like, I think but, like, like Letterbox is, fandom is di- Babylon is such a film bro movie. That's why. That's the saying. Such a film bro. The Letterbox movie. is very film bro. Yeah. So like, yeah. So, like it. it yeah, obviously, they're gonna like it. It's gonna. It's very like, you know, I, I, I'm gonna coin this term, cocaine core. What is? <laughs> so oh like, yeah. So like Boogie Nights, yeah. like Goodfellas, Casino, like Casino. Oh my God, the coke scene is just like the one with Roller Girl and uh, and Amber Waves when they're doing coke. In mm. like when I think I should do pottery, I should do pottery. He's like, oh my god, that's such a good idea. Do you want to be my mom? 
that no, scene wait, what scene was in, in, yeah, Babylon? Scene in Babylon the coke scene when I talk about oh what do you want to be where do you want to be when oh, they do the coke that's scene? actually true like, I, I remember see, that I see. scene he's like I want to be someone bigger like and he's talking about when Margot Robbie and Manny were there that's true but that seems too early in the movie for me to compare them the coke scene was almost like a turning point weird yeah but like it's the same energy. Yeah. You know, it shares the same energy. Wait, what did you as... call it? Coke energy? No. Yeah, it has like Coke that. Core. What is Coke it? core. Cocaine core? Cocaine core. It's like that. It's that like fast whip. Frenetic. Frenetic. Oh, so the, um... Like like a killer soundtrack. Like the soundtrack moves the story. <laughs> Baz Luhrmann movies kind of fit in there for me too. It's a little too much for that. But that, this Baz kind of Luhrmann felt Baz... is like, let me show you everything in one fucking frame. This so you can't fucking like Baz pay Baz attention. Luhrmann. Did Babylon not feel like Baz Luhrmann? It, it did. did, but good. I like Elvis a lot. Austin Butler is great. I like the whole movie. You know what? Let's just get into the top 10, actually. All right. Lily, you want to start us off? We, so are we yes. doing honorable mentions? Uh, we'll do honorable mentions after uh, the top three. Right before we, the top okay. three, we'll okay. do that. Okay. So, so for me, starting off, number 10 was Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon. Um, I saw this movie at IFC, which is always a fun place to see a movie. Um, Lily Amapur was the director. I thought it was just a really fun movie. I was debating on putting it a little bit higher, but some other movies I enjoyed watching more. I just really liked this movie a lot. I thought it was fun. Ethan, I don't think you saw it. What is it about? So it's about this girl and she is this, she has these superpowers and she's like taken into this asylum and she breaks out. That's like the beginning of it. And then she's like taken into like foster by this mother and she's, prostitute and it's like a comedy but it's also like a little bit sad at the end it's trippy like it's like her other movies i haven't seen their other movies i, I saw uh there's a girl walks home alone. girl walks home alone that's like a vampire movie and yeah. bad batch i've seen the bad batch. i've seen the the poster of that a lot i, I mostly it. thought it was yeah. a comedy i i just remember laughing a lot it was funny the, whole, the mm. whole thing but yeah that's my number 10 okay justin what's your number 10 my number 10 is elvis Okay, um, I d- I'm surprised we've all that you seen didn't this, put right? it higher. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really loved the Elvis movie. I almost put it higher, but I didn't. <laughs> why, um, you, Justin? When he saw, why this, did he, you put it higher? This is very shocking to me because we yeah. saw it together. Tears did come out of that I man's did. eye. I cried at the I, end. Listen, he gave it a five ending, star. Listen, wow. Listen. Justin, I saw it twice I, in the I, cinemas too. I don't. I never. Whoa! Do that really? Yeah. I'm Justin. very shocked that this is ten for you. Well, this this was kind of a movie made for me. I love yeah. 50s, the 60s, the 70s. You love Elvis. This is my like. De- this he is had my fits. Cup Just, of tea. He literally yeah, had the same fit as you. I, I have this. I love the fashion in it. I I'm a big fan of Elvis. The music is all great. Um, and I thought Baz Luhrmann's a perfect director to direct an Elvis movie. I yeah. thought he did a great job. Elvis's whole style and his shtick was to be larger than life and frenetic and big and loud and all over the bigger place. than life persona. And and I thought Baz Luhrmann really captured that. I mean, something like people argued that it was a little great... too much for me. That that was the, that was the whole thing. Yeah, that is a, it's a lot. It's it was a also lot. three hours long, right? It was yeah. To me, like through the Great Gatsby, the Baz Luhrmann movie, uh-huh. people say like didn't fit what that movie was trying yeah. to find. But Elvis, it's like that is you know, yeah. Elvis is that's perfect for it, and I, I loved. I thought the ending was quite sad. I thought the the uh, the Vegas at uh, working. I think as the a, ending is the strongest part. The, in my ve- opinion. you know I the think- Vegas scenes working as like a purgatory. I thought that was really interesting. I um, thought that it there, the middle of it fell off a little bit. 
for me. Like I, it was I just a little like too a little long bit, for I me. And I thought I thought the modern day songs did not work. Hound Dog. I, so I like, the, yeah, I don't want to hear Doja Cat. Yeah. I don't want to hear Denzel Curry. Like, I don't, to what? To me, I didn't like it initially when I saw it in the trailer. But when I saw the movie, I feel like it was, you know, Elvis took a lot from, you yeah. know, like R&B and stuff like that. And soul. And soul. And that was kind of the original rock, and rock and roll. And, yeah. and all that, you know, came from, you know, black musicians and stuff like that. So it made sense that Doja Cat, like, it, that was like the modern version of it. So I, I kind of got the correlation. I thought it was... I think it was well a way done. to get the kids into the movie theaters. Yeah, but I also <laughs> thought it was kind of a tribute and it worked. in a way. It was it one of the work. biggest hits yeah. of the year. And Austin Butler's really good in the movie. Yeah, I, I, Austin Butler. Tom Hanks is uh, kind of weird, though. Yeah, uh, Austin Butler, man. He I, really became Elvis. He also looks, he looks I'm not like a big, him. I'm yeah. not a big fan of the movie, but he... His performance is one of the best performances I, I of the year. I think he should win Best Actor. At the best Oscars. Actor? I wouldn't be mad if he did. Yeah. I wouldn't. He really did. Be I got to say, too, the Bohemian Raps, I love Remy Malik. Yeah. I saw Mr. Robot. I'm a big fan uh -huh. of this. But to me, Bohemian Rhapsody felt like he was cosplaying a little bit. Yeah. When, when Austin Butler played Elvis, it felt like that was Elvis to me. You know, he used to be a Disney star. I know. Ending was so emotional to me because it, it just represented, even though he was the biggest singer and the biggest celebrity the tragedy. of his time. It like and he had everything. He also like had nothing at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like it, that was just kind of poetic to have everything, but to have like nothing and to be used by so many people. I don't and... think everyone knows that about his about Elvis either. Well, yeah, and I'm sure. Things yeah. In the movie, like were he's, fictional. Which such a larger sure. than life figure, yeah. you're gonna hear uh, like. I'm sure words. a lot of the movie was made up too and fictionalized. Yeah. And no, you but know. I'm saying like I don't think people knew how to what extent how bad the manager oh, was yeah, like, i don't no. think i yeah. didn't even really i knew it a little bit but i didn't i mean you can always assume that like a manager is a piece yeah. of but this was like a different this story is, yeah. this was yeah. crazy I, yeah. I didn't really know that so that was pretty interesting and their relationship in the movie is really good together yeah. too um all right so i'm glad you put two movies i didn't put on my list uh i didn't watch elvis in theaters maybe that's why i, I yeah like you a theater that is a i, I wouldn't even yeah i watched it i watched it on an airplane um, it was great. I saw an IMAX. It was great. Yeah. Um, number ten. I wanted to make a statement. Like, what film? What film really burst on the scene this year? And I was like obsessed with for like a week. And that is Barbarian. Do you have any? Do you guys have this on your list or no? I do you do? Okay. Uh, then we'll we'll uh, we'll save it until Lily has it. Do you have it on your list? I don't have it. Okay. Oh, Lily. Then you go. Nine, yeah. So what's your number, number nine? Nine is Elvis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sh wow. shocked that Elvis is so higher the than Elvis fan list. doesn't even have Elvis at higher than 10. I really like the movie. Sounds like I a just, fake fan. Of I don't know. I, I just, I enjoyed it. What's your number nine? Terrifier 2. Not on my list. On my list. All right, we'll wait for that then. Okay, for my number nine, I have Bones and All. Mm. Do you have Bones and All on your list? No. No? Okay, we can talk about it Wait, then. I, but I feel like I made a mistake. No. Nope. So it's okay. It's too, no, 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 it's too late. No, it's too late. I'm going to say it's a contender. Okay, it, it'll be an honorable mention. It's not, it's we, not on We my can list talk either. about Bones and All. I I guess I'm the only one that has it on their list. You thought it was mid, I right? It was mid. I loved the movie. I Most thought this was really a very interesting take on a romance story. I agree. I thought... You said it could have went farther in the horror. I think it, it was perfectly balanced, the horror and the romanticness of it all. I love the score. Yeah. I love the score. I love how, like, gloomy... Uh, well, I love Joy Division and New Order, so to hear that was fun. Yeah. The creepiness of, like, that one scene when they're in the woods with the truck. I feel like yeah, that, that, was good. Oh, that the, compensates for there not the being campfire a lot of, scene. quote unquote, horror. Because it was so yeah. creepy that I feel like it compensates and for it. And it was the one of the most unique experiences I had in the theater this year. And it's one of the most unique films 
I've seen oh, this it's year. Unique as well. I know this is a yeah. This is a top ten list we're praising movies, but I think it's a good movie. I just like Luca Guadagnino's other movies more. Mm-hmm. So I was disappointed. You found it a bit disappointed. Um, and I hated the ending. I that's the I, reason why it's not on my list. I yeah. thought if it was fine. Um, so yeah, Bones and All will be at my top. Uh, that's her number. And Taylor one. Russell gives yeah, she does. really good performance. Timmy's good. They're both good. And, it, and it's kind of a riff on whatever he Sully, does. Oh, he does. He has yeah. like, But Sully, um, Mark Rylance was good too. I oh, absolutely. Said the character's yeah. bad, but he was good. When he's drooling on him. On Lily, number eight. Uh, number eight for me was The Northman. I have that higher. So we'll save that. What about you? I don't have it at all. <gasps> what? It's crazy. It's an honorable mention for me. Okay. What do you have, Justin? For my number eight? Yeah. Uh, Banshees of Inner Sheeran. I have that, so we'll hold that. Okay. My eight is All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Haven't seen it. That's, a, that's on the honorable mention. Right? Honorable mention. One of the most just terrorizing, brutal anti-war films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's it's depressing. I, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. As far as war movies to come out in mo- recent years, I think it's a step up from 1917. Um, I, I love this movie. I, I, I love the cinematography. Yeah. Uh, were you a fan of the score? Yeah, I that was one thing I wasn't. Oh, I like, I still like. But uh, <clears throat> I love the acting too. The main guy, uh, I forget his name. This would have been on my top ten, but mm-hmm. I'm just not a big war movie. War movie fan. guy, yeah. But it's a great movie. Undeniable, yeah. Uh, and the chicken scene, you know, when they're running back and forth, the yeah. Scary egg. It's it's yeah. a really scary, creepy, eerie movie. Definitely one of the better war movies of the last couple of years. Definitely. So sad that it released straight to Netflix. Yeah, this would have been so much better in oh the my theater. God. Imagine this in the theater. I'm not even getting it on my straight to streaming rant again, but Netflix put your fucking movies in in movie theaters. They do in New York in like for like a week. I know, like but like theater. that doesn't really That's count. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to see Pinocchio in a big theater. Yeah, I, I, I also none of would us love have to seen, see White Noise in a big theater. I want to say none of us have seen Pinocchio yeah. here, and I, I know that's. Everybody's like raving about it, so that's not in any of We just haven't seen it. Yeah, there's a few I haven't seen. Yeah. I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. Okay. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen. Uh, I've seen Top Gun. I don't know. That's a that's probably the biggest one I haven't seen. I haven't seen Banshees. No. Oh, yeah. Or you, you haven't seen a couple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's probably why he had Elvis higher than me. <laughs> probably. That's there's true. there's a few that you're gonna be like, what the hell? Okay. Know. Oh really? Lily, what's your number seven? Um, that's this is gonna be one of them. Terrifier. <laughs> Oh, no, I put it on my list. Oh, I you love did? This movie. I, I, just, I really liked yeah. it. Like, I, don't I loved have it. it. I don't okay. have it on my list. When so I was looking at this right list, I was like, you have to take into account which movies are like really just well-made and just great movies, but also just like personal taste. And I really like horror movies. I really like suspenseful movies. So, yeah. I like. I feel like a lot of my list, like there are movies that technically probably are better, but I just yeah. enjoyed some horror movies like... I mean, but I thought for what it was as a horror movie, Terrifier 2 was a great horror movie. It was movie, really though. good. I didn't yeah. expect, like, expect to like it this much. I thought I kind of went into it as like watching it as a joke. Kind of. Yeah. But I actually really I liked it. I thought Art, the Cl- it was my number nine pick. But I thought the Cl- Art the Clown was a horror movie icon. Like the, like the We don't get like a new horror movie You're going to remember that, that, yeah. that bedroom kill. And the, with the, the salt. The <laughs> body horror stuff was crazy. And yeah. I, I liked it a yeah. lot. Yeah. And the ending, like... The, it was truly shocking how violent it was. It was truly. You I, know? I, I haven't been shocked in a while. Yeah. Final, like, it was, this was a good final girl, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and the look of it, the cinematography, the look of it was really was really. I would have put it on my list. Unfortunately, there was, like, a bunch of slasher movies, and I didn't want to put pick one. It was hard to pick okay. one. There was... Oh, I'll get to my honorable mentions, okay. but, like, I didn't want to pick any slasher movies this time around. Um, my number seven is The Batman. 
I don't have that on my list. That was an, that was an honorable mention for me. I was wow. Uh, Mr. Anti-Superhero has the know. only superhero movie on I, the I list. Was, this is, uh, Batman is one of the reasons why I was struggling with this, because I loved Batman yeah. like a lot. I am yeah. anti-superhero, and I'm, I'm sorry for everyone who loves superhero movies. I shit on them so constantly, so for me to have it on a list is kind of ironic, but the Batman to me, I don't, it's not that I shit on superhero movies. I, I shit on Marvel sometimes, because I feel like they're yeah. making the same movie over and over again. The it's getting of- too big. They're just doing quantity over quality, and I feel like DC is just... They were never made good movies. <laughs> the whole DCU sucked. But to me, the Batman was like looked like what a comic book movie should be. It looked like it was right off the pages. I thought the the depiction of Gotham was really eerie. Yeah, cast was great. Robert Pattinson was great as Batman. Catwoman, um, Zoe Kravitz was good, and the supporting cast was a great ensemble. It felt very epic and like almost episodic. Um, I love like how big of the scope it was. It was really dark. The club scene was great. A lot of the noir take on noir it. noir so take cool. on it. There, there was um, like we were talking about Babylon had big um, set pieces. Ba- yeah. Batman had some great set pieces. For sure. And I'm not a big action movie guy. I don't like I don't like superhero movies that much. But this felt like a superhero movie that felt like a normal like that felt like like a. If it was a. It, it was, was like a, it was art. There was some artistry yeah, in it. There was it like wasn't an, like there wasn't a studio mandate. Yeah. You know, you know, like elevated horror. This was like an elevated superhero. Yeah, movie. there wasn't a producer. You can you didn't hear see some like backseat directing from yeah. the producer. You know, there wasn't the cinematography, that cinematography. The music, the yeah. score by uh, Giacchino. Yeah, amazing. Um, definitely the best superhero movie of of, of that last year. Yeah. I'll say that there were some stinkers. Um, yep. Morbius. So my number seven is. Hold on, let me get my phone. My number seven is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh wow, I'm shocked. Oh my god, I forgot about that. No, none of you guys have no, it's it. It's not on my list. Okay, that's a contender. What it a made your list. fucking I, that great made my ass list. surprise this was. Lily, you, you, this, Lily, you say this for every single movie. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. You have some unknown movies that I didn't hear about. That's great. Yeah, this was the funniest movie of the year for me. Great whodunit. Kind of a horror movie, but not really. Perfect Gen Z movie. Perfect Gen Z movie. Gen Z very you, you definitely know some of the characters in this movie from like real life yeah. um rachel senate she's hilarious i want her more stuff you know like mean <laughs> girl is defined like 2000s yeah. i feel like this makes sense for our generation and yeah but this on a smaller scale unfortunately well, a much smaller scale but i'm yeah. saying like as just like a time capsule piece it should have been a hit but 20, it's gonna be a cult hit in 20 years you can look back and be like this yeah is this time yeah yeah and it's 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 the thing is it, it works though one of the best movies of the year, and uh, I love it a lot. And uh, a twenty four, a twenty four, bodies, bodies, bodies. Go they're, watch it. They're constantly killing it. All right, so that was number what? That was seven. seven. All right, Lily, six. My six was Babylon, which we just talked about for like forty five minutes. Yeah, uh, it's a little higher on the list, so we'll yeah. talk about it again. But uh, what's yours? My number six is Triangle of Sadness. Not on my list. On my list, higher. I have Banshees of Shin. So we want to talk about that now. I really want to see that movie. Um, I will eventually. I just haven't. Interesting movie. This is my number seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, if if you if you're going through it, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend this one. You'll be rethinking your life a little bit, and um, especially if you're like you care about a lot of, of how people think of of you. You the, know. The idea of like legacy. Yeah. And how like, what's more important to be remembered as a great artist or as a great Person. inventor or entrepreneur or whatever. Or just a great person, like who's gonna, who is more impactful to remember you, your friends and family, or the world? And as far as just like technical, technical stuff, like it's, yeah, 
beautiful to look at. Cinematography is great. Score is really good. The acting's great. Yeah. Um, I like like the folklore. I like the donkey elements. It's kind of like there's <laughs> with the witch lady. There's kind of some like interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff I forgot about on. her. Um, um, and it's funny. Yeah, it it seems like a folk tale. That's kind of like yeah. a, a story, like a a story. But book, you said you know, it's a fable. It's existential. It's depressing. I agree. Yeah. But it's also funny that I feel like it balances. It's not like so like. The themes really crush you, but it's not so bleak the whole movie. I think there was a no, lot of humor in it. It's an enjoyable watch. It's an enjoyable You're watch. You're not like, yeah. you know, it's not You're not going to hate yourself yeah. during it, yeah. Even though the ending is very, like, kind of leads you on, like, a sour note, honestly. Um, but, yeah, Banshees of Air Sharon. Great movie. Probably will win Best Picture. That or another one I'll mention sooner, but uh, later, I mean. So, Lily, what what is your f- number five? My number five is X. Wow. Oh. Wow, really? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. this is like a recurring thing on the podcast, this movie. What, X? X has just been constantly... Is, is it on yours at all? No. No, it's, really? not, it's not on my No, own. it's not. It's not. I That's know, why I said that's, I... I but it's weird because Ethan's like a big... Yeah. Ethan's in love with 70s like, like slasher, slasher so movies. I thought you said you liked Okay, I guess I'll say it now, but like there was a lot of slasher movies that came no, out this year. This, there movie, was, this is like the best year for horror movies. Like and X, like, Pearl. For horror um, in general. A terrifier out between barbarian. those three, yeah, barbarian, but specifically slashers, or even the 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 fifth scream. Malignant came out this too. year too. Malignant, no, it came out last oh, year. Oh, okay. Um, but even like the the fifth scream was not so bad too. Yeah, there was three slasher movies that I loved this year that I really loved, which was Terrifier, X, and Pearl, and I just couldn't pick one over the other, so I just took them out immediately, out. left them out all of them. Um, I loved X. Yeah. And Lily, um, talk about X then. It's your pick. I feel like. This movie, obviously, it's not super unique because there are a million movies that are like this already, like slasher movies from the 70s. I just, yeah. it doesn't, that part of it doesn't feel unique, but Mia Goth's character is iconic, and I think that her character will make this movie go down for a long time. Maxine's going to return. Yeah. And, uh, I'm very, Maxine. I'm really, really excited for that movie. Yeah. It's crazy um, how all three of those movies are within, like, the span of a year. I'm like, surprised it's so high on your list because... Me and you saw this. Yeah. Me and Lily saw this alone. Yeah. And then we saw it with Ethan again. That was the first time he saw it. And then the second time we saw it, I feel like you liked it less than the first time. I did. So I guess you retrospectively I, liked I, it I again. Retrospe- I had okay. to like think about the first time I watched it's it. It's a because fun time. It's not really a movie that I would rewatch a bunch of times, but the first time I saw it, I really liked it a lot. I think the cast is underrated too. Kid yeah, Cuddy's Kid really Cuddy's good, good in it. Kid Cuddy's good. Yeah, I like the with the cowboy guy. The cowboy. Yeah. Uh, had, I like, can't think of his name. Yeah, he had He's like doing a Bert, like, like a Kurt Russell thing. A Burt Reynolds thing in like Boogie Nights? No, I thought it was doing like a oh, Kurt, like a Kurt Russell, Russell thing. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I only said Burt Reynolds oh, because Jenner, he's, like, uh, he's the director in like the Boogie Nights. Uh, um, Wednesday Adams or something. Oh, Wednesday Adams before she was Wednesday Adams. It is a good ensemble. That's kind of I, I brought it up in the previous podcast, but that's kind of why I liked better than Pearl. But what's your uh, number five? Wait, your number five yeah. was X. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number five was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay, I have that a little bit higher. Which is probably low because I feel like everyone's putting this at like number one. Uh, I'll say that. I don't have it on my list. Oh, really? Wow. I loved this movie. Wait, wait, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Five, I have The Northman. (laughs) Oh, we can talk about it now then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why'd you, uh, you had it on your list, Louie, as well. I love that movie. Um, I just, I just loved the movie. I thought it was unique. Um, I haven't really seen a Viking movie before and I just really enjoyed watching it. There's tons of Viking movies out there. I just haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't uh, I mean... I can't think of any, honestly. Viking movies? Yeah. Well, like, there's a show of Vikings that's pretty popular yeah. right now. 
I don't know. Maybe because I'm just Maybe a Robert Eggers fanboy. Because I'm an Anya Taylor-Joy fangirl. Yeah, I put this on my list too. I think Robert Eggers is one of the most exciting filmmakers out right Every now. Every time that I hear he's coming out with something. I love how he just can just transport you back into like a different time. I agree, Lily. Completely. Nosferatu. I'm yeah. excited about. Me too. I had this as an honorable mention. Yeah. So I still loved it. It but... didn't quite make my top 10, but I loved it regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> I loved in that volcano scene at the end was just iconic to me. Yeah. I mean, just the technical aspect. Yeah, yeah. That crazy. one tracking shot's crazy. And just to see him work with a bigger budget is 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 fun. You know? It's a shame it wasn't like a huge hit because he's probably not going to be able Whatever. to Whatever. It's it's a weird movie. I understand yeah. why it wasn't a big hit. Unlike Babylon. Babylon seems like it would be a big a hit. A bigger hit. I don't know. When you have farting, yeah. when you have Ethan Hart farting and, and, and barking Will, like a dog and Willem, Willem Dafoe's Defoe's junk. Being weird, Willem Dafoe. And whipping it. his junk out. I understand why people wouldn't want to <laughs> yeah, it's a weird lineup movie. for but that, but it's not as weird as his other movies. That is very true. Um, but I thought the whole revenge angle was interesting. I yeah. liked him and Anya Taylor. Uh, it's a very simple story. story. I thought the relationship was good. They had good chemistry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The boat, like that whole yeah. scene. Yeah, I don't think it's my favorite. I don't, it's I think not. It's, it's worse. It's I think not. it's not. I wouldn't want. I don't want to say worse. I think it's my least favorite movie. It probably is the worst. I mean, it, I don't want to use the word yeah. worst. It's, it's, it's not my bad. Least favorite, favorite word. My, my least favorite. Too. Um, I liked, um, the lighthouse, and I like the witch more. Oh. Me too. The lighthouse, is my favorite. Then, then the witch. Then the yeah, witch. Then the yeah. Witch, then maybe the north. Um, but they're all great, you know. And Nosferatu will probably be awesome too. Yeah. I'm very um, excited for that. Yeah. So number five is North the Northman. So my number four is Barbarian. You're, Hell yeah. Your list is a uh, very horror based. Yeah, well, I just had to put what I, I like horror movies. Uh, the most. 2022 was a great year for horror. It was. It was. So, um, I totally understand. Barbarian was awesome. And, like, the way it was structured, the first act is just perfect to me. Yeah. I think it's just like. And what was Barbarian on your list? Yeah, it was number 10 on my um, list. Mine's an honorable You didn't put it honorable mentions? It's all right. Uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil this movie for you, but let's just say the first act is one of the best, for, probably yeah, the best for, that first act I've seen in a movie completely, all year. Completely, um, de- like you think it's going to be one thing and it's not. That's why I exactly. love it. I love Go it. into this movie blind, completely blind. I won't There's even tell you who's sequence. in it. Go watch Barbarian. It's it's really good. Um, My number four is a movie that I know is higher on Ethan's list. I feel like it could be a top one or two contender, but it's number tar. It's tar. Number tar. It's number tar. Uh, it's yeah, it's tar. a little higher on my list. Seen, I haven't seen this one. I knew, it's and okay. this is the thing. When I was making this list, I was like, Ethan and Justin's, there's yeah. going to be tar and Banshees. Like, they're going to be high up. Well, right. Banshees was seven and tar's oh. four. So you're right. Yeah. But I feel like, again, that's why you have Elvis higher than me. Probably. Yeah, for sure. But like, if you would see these movies, I feel like you would probably have them pretty high on your list. Everything Everywhere All at Once is number four for me. Although this is not like my favorite movie, I have really been like excited that like everyone is excited for this yeah, movie. That was number five. You know for what me, I mean? So. I, this, it's been a while. Was this on your. Oh, this wasn't even on your list. No. I really like this movie. It's um, been a while since like I've seen a movie been like so obsessed with. It's hard it, it, to the point of annoyance sometimes. It it's, is annoying. People are like a little yeah, too. It, it is. A, it's a little. You're I'm getting sorry, carried away but with that's this. That's the reason I didn't put it on my list. However, no. Listen, Lily. Lily. I'm like half. I'm like half playing. I just feel like everyone. I, no, she's, over, she's trying to be a hipster. Overhyped. You're trying to be a no, hipster. It's just a little bit overhyped. Well, I actually appreciate that because I feel like in these lists we should talk about movies that not everybody knows about. To yeah, a certain. But like, it feels stupid not to put it on here because it's like. It, 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 it is it, the, the movie way, of 2022. The way it, it just captured the, it is. like 
What I don't even know what you said, Lily. Honestly, I I said it's I said that's why I didn't put it on my list because everyone it's just like overhyped. I think a little yeah. overhyped. It is. Do you guys? I think it is the defining movie of this year for sure. Yeah, I love probably, the movie. Honestly, it just wasn't my either that or favorite. Banshees is going to win Best Picture. So. Oh, I want to talk about um, I can't think of his name, but the the husband. Oh. Uh, oh, I think his whole from Temple of Doom. Yeah, his and whole, uh, the Goonies. Ki Koi Kwan. Ki Koi Kwan. His like whole story, how he wasn't in a movie for like thirty years, or whatever. Yeah, and he comes back and he's like so good in this. Yeah, his whole comeback story is really like inspiring, and he's great Have you in the seen movie. Any of the movies he's in in the eighties? Well, I saw both. I mean, the Goonies yeah. and I saw Temple, Temple of, Doom. of Doom. And Michelle Yeoh is the star of this. And and she's the really dad. Good. The dad was awesome. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. so good. Yeah. It was, it I remember was really how I mentioned fun. like it was fun. It was it emotional. Was fun, it was sad, and I feel like this is the movie. Passionate. This is the movie that perfectly yeah. embodies. Besides bodies, 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 it perfectly embodies like nowadays what people are into. Well, it was like so random, like uh, postmodern, postmodern meme humor, meme yeah. humor <laughs> yeah. like literally everything, everywhere, all at Meta, once. Yeah. What, what does that title yeah. signify? Exactly, everything, uh, yeah. everywhere, I all at we'll, once. Boom. Every. Think, let's just give you everything. All you know. I understand why people have really just grabbed toward, like, gravitated for this movie because it's, it's a lot. Yeah, and it's also gonna win know? something. I think. It, 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 it like has the med an Oscar. An Oscar. It's well, probably yeah. gonna win it's best probably, picture. You said Banshees, but I think this is gonna win best picture probably. For yeah, sure. mm-hmm. that really, or Banshees. It was very, it was really good. Because there's, there hasn't been a movie in a while that critics and audiences agree on so, so much. Yeah, you know? yeah. It oh, made money true. and yeah. it was really well received. And it was a small budget. So nah, I wouldn't be pissed with this one. I would. I wouldn't be mad either. Yeah. Because it's way better than Look, the last two. Like Coda, are you kidding me? I know, I know. Who remembers Coda? No one remembers well, fucking yeah. Coda. I honestly, okay? I honestly used to care about the Oscars, but they don't, yeah. even, they don't even matter. After, the, a, yeah, after the past the, couple of wins. The past couple of wins. Okay. I mean, Parasite won. That was yeah, a big that was deal. The last Question. Thing. Yeah. What do you guys prefer? Well, I guess we're going to find out. But I was going to say, I just think Babylon is a better movie than this, which is why yeah. I said I didn't even... I, I, it well, makes okay, me you mad talk when wait, people... Wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, what I was trying to talk, say was yeah. it makes me mad when people say... Babylon's like, my number three, by the way. People are crazy obsessed over this movie. This is the best movie of all time. And I felt like there are so many movies that are just as good or yeah. better that no one cares yeah. about or watches and just because this is this new like 2023 like uh, 2022 yeah. like Listen, movie it just it was felt like it was, it was okay. a little uh, that's why it was well marketed it was well marketed you have i get what lily's saying it's it's it was a little overhyped in that respect because have you seen uh swiss army men their other film no, i haven't no. I, 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 I like that one a little better than Daniel everything everywhere it i got teared up it was so emotional and you just spoiled your number three oh babylon yeah well, I, I was at number four, so I was just gonna say Babylon's not my number three anyway. Okay. Um, Babylon's my number three, by oh. the way. Oh, so, um, but Lily, what's your number three? Oh, my number three. Yeah. Order and here. then we'll do we'll do the oh shit. Yes, I'll That's just, what I'm I, saying. I, I won't it's say triangle it. of okay. sadness. Triangle of sadness. So triangle of sadness is your number three. Yeah. Um. This was my number one, two, three, four, five. Uh, no, one, two, three, four, five, six. And Ethan, you didn't have this, right? No. I thought it was really good. I thought it was funny. I thought that. Um, it dragged a little bit to when they got onto that jungle. Island. In, hind- Island in, in retrospect, jungle. I think that was my favorite part. You shitted on that part. I know, I shitted on it. But like, it, it was the most thought-provoking part. And the beginning was kind of just like... Okay, yeah, we get it. No, I like the beginning. Like, it was yeah. so funny, and I like. I, I like the Balenciaga you part. You didn't the, like the, the, the HMN Balenciaga yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was so but, great. But like, 
the checking your phone part, like, bro, it was not I thought it was that good. funny. I thought it was funny. But so, I don't want to bring up any specifics. I didn't think it was that funny, Ethan. Um, but I thought it was I'm funny. not into that, like, European, like... I like that stuff. <laughs> like, very blatant, like... But it was I really love, in your face, but I didn't yeah. bother me. Woody Harrelson is really funny in it, though. I liked him in My that. favorite character in it... Well, Woody Harrelson was great, but I liked... Um, I'm going to butcher his name, but Zelko Burek. He's also in um, Copenhagen. Was he the Russian Cow- dude? Yeah, he's in a show I'm yeah, watching really right funny. now. Copenhagen Cowboy, and he's in, he's been in a lot of other things. He's like pretty well renowned, but not in the states too much. But he was really really good in this movie. The whole cast was good. It's also really really sad what happened to the lead actress. She passed away like a month after the movie came out, or something like that, right? It's something like that. But she did pass away. Rest in peace. And she was good. I mean, the 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 lead guy, um, Harris Dickinson, was good. The guy that's in um, Copenhagen Cowboy. Wait, that's what I was saying. Say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It might get a like, Best Picture nomination. I it might it slip will. in there. I think it will. Too. Uh, I hope. Who so. knows? Because now they won the the Palme d'Or. They're making it for the Oscars now. Like you have to pick ten movies. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's no minimum. And Triangle of Sadness yeah. is like kind of on this eat the rich movie. Like, there's so many. Yeah, there's like, so many. You talk about the menu. Triangle of Sadness, Glass Onion. If you ask me, White Lotus does it. White the best. Lotus. Yeah. I agree that White Lotus. I agree. Does it the I agree. Best. For sure. Uh, but this is not. A, it's not about shows. Honestly, dude, I want I want to talk about White Lotus so bad. <laughs> you have to make a you have to make an episode just for sure. Yeah, I should. That'll be, I that'll should. be fun. All right. Um, so that was your number three, Lo. Three. What's your number three? Wait, I want to say my number three. All right. My number three is your number three. Oh, Babylon. Babylon. All right. <laughs> we both oh, have Babylon. All right. Uh, we, need to, we we should say nothing about this because we already talked about it before. Yeah. Minutes, but yeah. So what are your, some of your honorable mentions okay. that you would love to like um, shout out? Well, I already said mine. The Batman and everything, everywhere, all at once. I have a long list. So get ready. Of course, you did. Don't mention anything we've already mentioned. I'm not. Yeah, I know. I'm just gonna go through them. All right. The Fablemans is on my honorable mentions. That was on my list. However, the more I think about that movie, the more I'm like. "Uh, So you took took it off. I took it off my list. All right. An honorable mention for me. I didn't love it, but it was a great movie, so it's worth mentioning. The first half I didn't love, so I didn't mention it. I have to like mention it because it has my favorite filmmaker David Lynch in a cameo, so I have to shout it out. Uh, official official competition. It was mm. called Official Competition. It's a really good movie, really funny black comedy. It's kind of a tragic ending. Um, highly recommend it. I feel like this movie went under people's radars, but it was like really good, and it deserves more hype than it got, unfortunately. Another one is Emily the Criminal. Oh, that was hell yes, too. yes. That was that I was, was thinking. I was debating yeah. on putting it on my list. I like that one. Emily the Criminal is a really good movie. Um, everybody should see it. Aubrey Plaza is great in it. If you guys want to say she's it. killing it. Yes, yeah, she is. That was such a good movie. I saw it twice. And I Justin, saw it twice. Saw it twice too. Yeah. Um, and it hit the same both times. It did. It didn't get a wide release, unfortunately, yeah, but it's on it Netflix. It. So it watch just it. So good. If you like movies like Nightcrawler and stuff like that, you'll like Emily the Criminal. Yeah. And I thought like the whole scene about like. It's a good. It's a good like contemporary movie too, because it is about like student debt. Um, I have two more. Flux Gourmet. Okay. Which was this movie by Peter Strickland? It was one of the weirdest movies I saw this year. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was about like making music with food. Um, which is a weird concept. <laughs> Wait, what? It's oh yeah, about, that was a great movie. Yeah, Wait, is he movie. like? Is he like? banging on food or they, some shit like, like it was like put food up it was like food performance art what yeah. the hell it was weird it was really weird okay. it was really good and I, I almost put on my list this would have been my number 11th if i could pick yeah um it was really funny it was odd the acting was good peter strickland is one of my favorite directors working today he always builds 
these like crazy worlds that it's like you could this can only be a peter strickland movie and i highly recommend flux gourmet and anything else he's made like in fabric and then um the duke of burgundy and barbarian sound system um yeah and then i have one more pearl nobody mentioned that so far uh, oh okay I'm oh right. yeah hold the hold the horses i should have known <laughs> all right so so as, as far as honorable mentions i don't know i mentioned x before but that was a hard one to take off. That and Pearl. Slashers are back, baby. Do you remember Men? Oh, Men, yeah. Alex Garland film. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought there was some interesting body horror in it. And there, there's some images in the film that still stick with me to yeah, this I agree, day. I agree. Um, it was my least favorite of his films, though. I didn't see Annihilation, but yeah, I agree. I, I, Ex Machina is, is way better than this. But um, I thought it was pretty pretty frightening as a body horror movie. I'm getting kind um, of worried about Alex Garland, honestly. You were not you weren't a big fan of Men? I liked Men, but it was a little step down for me from his other stuff and I didn't at all like He's his, coming out with a new movie this year. TV show Devs, I didn't like. Oh. Well, I, he has I a enjoyed new film. Men. Yeah. But I liked Men. Men was good. Uh he has a new film coming out this year, so oh, yeah? we'll oh, see. That's exciting. The uh, ending of Men was a little iffy to me though. But yeah, it was cool, Men, but it had some great but, like, sequences. You, you, you'll remember what you, yeah, that for sure. I'll never forget remember it. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It that had was. great sequences, though. Yeah, it, it was great. Creepy. It was yeah. creepy. definitely creepy. The, the, the scene by like, I wanted the, to shout the it out. Tunnel. Like, I feel like it's, it got forgotten this you year. You know the tunnel you know? thing, but she was like looking. Yeah, the huh? Yeah, that huh? was, it was yeah. really good. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't really stick with people. Yeah. You know, I thought it would have been like. The trailer made it seem. Yeah, it made it seem like it was going to be like the next like midsummer. Yeah, something like that. I don't think. But it was yeah, too weird. shout out that. It was too uh, weird, I think, for people to... Adam Sandler has a decent movie out on Netflix called Hustle. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw that. It was um, it was actually, like, a good movie. Like, an actual, like, inspirational, yeah, was... like, sports drama. That it wasn't like even, a... like, played, like, no, not funny at all. But like it was a 20, completely straight. Like a 2000s movie, kind of. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. don't make them like that you saw They just... don't. I saw it with my mom. Yeah, it, I watched it with my dad. And it was, like, the perfect, like, dad movie. Like, that type of, like family like entertainment mm. um i'm glad he's doing this and less of like i'm sorry but less of hubie halloween and hubie kind of hit though. but hubie <laughs> halloween hubie hit hits. but like hubie kind of don't hit. don't okay you could have covered so many other you know what like, jack, yeah stay jack and jill i could say jack, jack, and, jill. jack and jill don't say that's not even jack and not even funny but like hits. here's the thing like come get off it's my not hubie this, it, it honestly it doesn't seem as insulting when adam sandler puts a netflix movie out Instead of a movie out in theaters, that's, that's very true. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, though. you know where you are when you're watching yeah, exactly. it on Netflix. You know where but you're going. Why? I mean, yeah. I'm excited for the new Safety Bros movie, but yeah. like, I feel like it's gonna be like the same kind of thing. I wish they were working. You mentioned it on actor. the first podcast, I said and that I, already? I, yeah, and I'm like, yes, but Adam Sandler has been trying to become a serious actor. He's in the new Noah Baumbach film, he, or he's gonna be in the new no huh. new Noah Baumbach after, film after White Noise. Yeah, after White Noise, um, with Brad Pitt, he's. Oh, wow. I think he's actually gonna. He wants that Oscar, or at least I don't know. Yeah, he's underrated actor. He deserves man. it though. He should have got. He's an underrated actor. He's so good. I, 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 I think he can. He's capable of, of like dramatic uh, roles. But um, I, so, I wanted uh, to shout out that uh, one other thing. I wanted to shout out the Glass Onion. I didn't like this movie. Nope. I know you guys Not didn't like fan. it. I didn't like this um, movie. Should have been out in a theater. That's all I'll say about that. I really liked it though, and the menu too. I also wanted to oh, shout right. out. Yeah, good. I would say that was um, on a contender list. I guess Avatar I'll shout out, even though I don't think it needs a shout out. Um, 
Well, you it really, was free. you just, you just like, yeah, I just put people on a bunch of, I put people on, on, people on, on, on uh, like on common movie. Who's James Cameron? You're welcome, people. Like, exactly. You're doing, you're doing the people. Wait, on yeah. Service. You told my avatar last airbender? Yeah, I think so, right? No. Um, yeah, it's the big, biggest movie out right now. It, it's made like two billion bucks. Almost. It's close. It's getting there. Um, it's going to get there. I don't need to tell you you need to see this, but it's pretty good. I'm it's, not... it's it's worth it's worth the admission if you're if you're wondering. I'm usually against <laughs> movies making yeah. this much money because like everybody's seeing this one movie, nobody's seeing like all other the other movies, good things yeah. out there. But I'm kind of happy. You kind of need you need you need a movie like this every six months to keep the movie theaters alive. I'm also, not gonna lie. I'm just happy that it's not Marvel and it's not yeah. Star Wars. I'm happy that it's something else. It's Disney. So I'm rooting it's for still Disney. Yeah, but I'm I'm rooting for Avatar <laughs> yeah. any day over those. Other yeah. Um, top two. Um, number yeah. two for me is Pearl. Uh, I actually know that I said it in my honor mention. Yeah. I thought you were going to say number one. No. We covered it on the podcast too. One. Me and Liam I talked about it. Pearl. Yeah. I just, I loved it so much. Mia Goth. Was, You're a Mia Goth fan. I, hey, Lily, I, do the voice. You... Do the voice. I'm married! <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's her most like iconic. Are you excited for Infinity Pool? I am. It comes out in, It comes out a few weeks from now. Wait, Brandon I think it comes out. I, I have to say, I do have to say, I'm worried that they're gonna typecast her into like this crazy character. Yeah, I mean, she so. already does nice. that though. That's like her shtick. She's been, she's been doing this. Like, yeah, like yeah. Cure for Wellness. Cure for we wellness. talked about. We kind of had like a, a Mia Goth double feature in the sixth episode. Should have had Lily on this. She's like talk about Pearl. Mia Goth's biggest fan. Yeah. Um, did you see her take on Twilight when she was right next to Robert Pattinson? Yeah, she she said something like, um She like she's like she's oh like, it was boring. All my like, friends all my friends like it. But I didn't like, oh, yeah. I didn't like I, it. I, I in front that. of Robert Pattinson. Then she said, I also don't like Harry Potter. I which know. Robert Pattinson yeah. is yes, also saw, in. Like what? Yeah. Um I feel L like take, L take, at least I'm it was sorry. Robert Pattinson next to her because I feel like he, yeah. of all people he would not give a shit. Yeah. I'm happy Mia God's finally getting more recognition though, because she's great and has been great for years and like nobody yeah, no, has been like giving her the. Hype now she definitely has. Hype yeah, now she does. You think she would have gotten an Oscar if it wasn't like for this movie specifically, Pearl? If uh, if it, it was like a different movie, if it wasn't a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she she definitely deserves it. You know, maybe it's in the a smaller future. movie too. This she's, movie was like a million bucks. She's the it wasn't best like a big female thing. performance that I've probably seen this year. Uh, I wanted to mention we t- mentioned it on the other podcast. Does she remind you of Shelley Duvall? Yes. Yeah, she said that. They look they yeah. look yeah. the same and. I just feel like they look very similar. She, yeah. Was Shelley Duvall, Sissy she, Spacek, any of those 70s. I'm not the know. first one to say this, but she would kill in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. She would kill she in would the 70s. She would kill in the 70s. She's like dude. made for that. Born in the wrong era, unfortunately. Yeah. But I am excited She's for Infinity Bringing it back. War. And, and, and uh, Maxine, which is probably the next year, right? Yeah. I don't know when that's coming out. Um, I wish it was coming out soon because I like how X and Pro are back to back. That was so fun. Wait, when great, is yeah, but that was great that they did, at least did the first two. They, they released the that like teaser trailer. They did, but they filmed, yeah, but there was no footage. They there. filmed Maxine. They done that. They're in, probably in filming right now. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they are. But they filmed Maxine and Pearl back to back. This one wasn't back to back. I feel like Maxine's gonna be maybe the best of the three. I just a feeling. Like uh, I agree with Lily. I like Pearl more than X. I know you don't yeah. agree, but I watched it again. I it was more like unique. Unique. It was. It was. I thought yeah, that, yeah. The reason why I don't want to repeat myself two because I said it unique. Well, we've seen seventies horror movies like and, I feel like and, I've never seen yeah. anything like Pearl, yeah. and I also liked how it was in a the nineteen like forties. Yeah. It was like thirties. Yeah. Wait, no, it was actually twenties because it was during the. Um, no, it was the nineteen tens. So it was like. But it was. No, I meant like the the Technicolor look. The look was like very thirties. Yeah, the look was thirties. Yeah. I just love how it tied into X. I just think it's a pretty unique idea. Just great callbacks. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
What's your number two? My number two is Vortex by Gaspar Noe. I didn't see this one. Mm. Can't talk about it yet. <laughs> Why? I, oh, it's so your number one. Wow. Okay. Well, my number two is Tar. Haven't seen wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wait. You don't know what my number now one is. Now I'm trying to think of your number one. Yeah. Wait, I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is, still. I know what it is. Tar, I watched it again uh, last night. I enjoyed it just about the same, but... This is like your second time you saw it then? When I like usually go back to a movie and it blew me away the first time, I expect it to like blow me away the second time and again. Didn't. And it really didn't so for some reason. So if it did, would it, have, would it have been your number one? Yeah. However, the second viewing didn't really like enhance it in any way. I didn't think higher of it. The ending is, is also something that I looked at differently the second yeah, time i yeah, thought of it more as an opti- more of an optimistic ending than a tragic i, I saw it as optimistic I um this time around um to me and the, that kind of uh, that kind of soured me on the movie a little, little really key. no i like that because like i i kind of like the tragedy i of, like the of, of, of like the ending but like now that i i look back on it, i'm like yeah yeah this is more optimistic than i thought it was that's like i i told yeah. you that we talked about it yeah months ago yeah um i like what it says on cancel culture yeah and i also like like the t- like how it shows TikTok extremely realistic. Wait, is it TikTok or some like they show yeah, like a lot of social, social media, media stuff, stuff. And, it, and they made it really cinematic yeah, though. Usually, they showed they usually sh- I'm like I get irked when I see that in a movie, but it really yeah. worked. The way this movie sucks you into the world because Lydia Tarr is not a person, like a, not a real person. Yeah, it's but a completely fictional funny, person. When you say the name Lydia Tarr, even just saying it, just now I feel like it's a real person. Exactly, it's so crazy. It, it's it's the the world building in this movie is incredible. Like it's, it's honestly incredible. You believe that like Lydia Tarr is a person, a real person that existed in this world, and 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 a real far from grace. They, they change genres too. It's obviously a drama, but there's like horror elements. There's horror elements. It's funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. The truly scene, a nuke film. The scene with her and the, the college student. The college student who one shot her. And I gotta say, we yeah. said um um when we talk about Pearl, I said um Mia Goth was the best performance of the year. Well, I think that's true. I also like it's hard to say who's better, but Kate Blanchett is like they're I, both of them are equal. Kate Kate Blanchett's performance was more nuanced. Yeah, but Mia Goth was doing really good things just in a different way. But both of them, they're I, fantastic performances. Kate, my Kate, two favorite woman yeah. female performances of the year. I think Kate Blanchett's performance is the best of the year. Still, even still, what are you doing, Lily? What's your number one? <laughs> my number one is Vortex, and I feel like I come across as. A contradicting person because I said I didn't want to watch Banshees because it was existential, and my number one was probably the most existential movie you could ever see. It this movie I think traumatized me from ever watching an existential film like that. Maybe that's why you don't want to see Banshees. I'm I'm completely serious because after this movie, I I, I've heard this film was a real bummer. So do if don't watch this movie if you're going through any sort of bad time or if you just are not good with existential things. Um, but other than that, it was really great. Sounds like a glowing recommendation. <laughs> but it was just, it was such a good movie. And it was, it's a movie I will remember forever. Um, the cinematography was really cool. And just the way that... Is this your favorite Gaspar Noé movie? Have you seen no, any? Other? I have, I right. have. Um, it's not my favorite. I've seen, um, I've seen Climax. Enter the Void. Enter the Void. Um, you haven't, I've seen Irreversible. Love? I haven't seen Irreversible. I haven't seen Love. Okay. I'm a big fan of his. So I guess yeah. I've seen three. We um, so this, I'd say, would be my second favorite. After what, Climax? After Climax. We, I saw this with Lily at IFC again, and he was there, and he did a Q&A after. It was really cool. 
how is he? How is he like? He's, how does he talk? He's exactly like how, how you'd expect him. How you expect him? He's yeah. very French. There's a funny um, clip of him yeah. talking shit about like Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. The funniest thing to me is that this movie is like if after this movie ends. If there's it's sounds like in the most, background, it's a dog. Yeah, it's just the most like depressing ending, and you really just feel kind of terrible when it ends. Then this guy oh, walks on on the stage, and he's like laughing. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> this didn't mean much. This had yeah. no." correlation have you seen videos life. of him partying yeah like, it's actually kind of funny clearly clearly he seems this like he's was having like a based great off time. his he, it's yeah. definitely based off a personal experience this is you definitely a personal yeah it has Probably, to be. maybe like he a like parent or something like he, that he like tries to say that it's not but it's so clearly is so it's so kind of it's so interesting because he, uh, i haven't seen i only seen climax but to me i think uh he, him as a filmmaker he's very like extravagant and mm -hmm. very showy this one isn't it's like not. that. No, but it's in, not. in its own way, it's still it is. his movie, no. though. He, it's still very it's his him. movie, and it's just, it's just I, it's like, I've never question, seen anything it, like this Is it movie. entertaining? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I've never seen anything okay. like this movie. It's split screen. Yeah. The whole the movie whole is split, split, split screen. screen. Okay, so basically it's showing the I saw, I saw that. I didn't want to ask you, but yeah. The husband's perspective and the wife's perspective. Oh. And they're, how they deal with. How they deal with Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. And it's just. Wow. And then the husband has his own issue with his heart. Um, so just like his other and I feel movies, like it was it's the very, perfect. Blend. I don't want to say gimmicky, but it is kind of a gimmick. But it's a perfect like, blend of experimental like all his with are like kind of like gimmicks. digestible. And I'm not, I wouldn't say it's digestible. Okay, yeah. but it's not. It's not so like certain movies. Justin, I know what your number one is. By the way, yeah. <laughs> so what we is, can. Uh, what is it? All right, well, his we're number talking, one is. We're let's talking just go into it right now. I really want to talk about. Okay, I want to talk about. I'm not going to talk about. I'm not talking about. Wait, I just wanted to say about Vortex. It's it's the Francoise Lebrun is the mother and she's like the female lead and she's great. But Dario Argento is in it as like the male lead and it's crazy because he's Dario Argento and he's not an actor but he's really good. He's but the female actor, the actress, um, Francoise, I don't know her last name, but she. A little secret on directors: every director wants to be an actor. <laughs> well, I don't think he wanted to be like uh, secretly like wants to be an actor. Friends Everyone, every director. Her. What's her last name? Uh, LeBron. She's not an actress. Even David. Lynch. Oh, she's not either. No. Even David Lynch. Oh. <laughs> she's. They like. I don't think she's an actress. I'm pretty sure what? that. No, um, she's been in other stuff. It looks oh, really? like. Yeah. What did yeah. you hear that? I thought from? he said that it was a lot of it was improv. Yeah, a lot of it was improv, but she's been in other stuff. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, a lot of it was improv, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Great number one. You know, that's a very unique number one. Ethan, you haven't that's seen not it, right? One. No. No. It's, no. it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. All What's right, your number one? My number one is gonna is is a movie that is Lily's gonna shit on. No, I'm not gonna shit on. What is it? That's it's, not true. It's called After Blue. Oh wow! Is this is movie? funny. No. I think you know what my number one is. What's your number one? Well, okay. I'll, yeah. Let me talk about mine first. After Blue is my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I have to say that it, this is n nine out of ten people will not like this movie. It's, n it's nobody's cup of tea besides a very niche audience. But oh my. whoever does like it, I think like, this speaks directly to them. Um, if you're into like Alejandro Jodorowsky or any of those like really trippy psychedelic '70s type movies, it's gonna be for you. And but to me, it doesn't feel like it's copying those movies. It's t totally its own thing. But it's like in that vein. It's really trippy and the visuals are amazing and the music i i love this movie because even though it's not like super plot heavy or anything like that it is the perfect marriage of what when i when i say like cinema i think of like how the images and the music and, and the acting and, and the the special effects and the clothes and every how everything comes together in one 
image and it, you just, you're like in awe by it. And I feel like I was in awe by this movie from start to end from all the wonderful images. I think um, the director is just fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I've seen this There's a picture of him. <laughs> I'm not uh, surprised. His name is Bertrand Mandico. But this movie, I, I really recommend it. Yeah, if, it's a second film. So if you're like into this like weird um, psychedelic trippy, it feels like an art installation come to life. And that is my problem with it. That I feel like if this this is so beautiful, how it looks is just it's meant to be a music video. It's meant to be something that you see in real it life. Says that's that it's, tangible. It's an hour twenty nine. I mean, it's, one hour and and uh, no, it's two hours and nine minutes. Yeah. It feels like it's five hours long. Jesus, there's no. Is it there's really like a music makes video? Sense. No, there's like, a plot. No, it's not there's like there's a plot, video. but it's so like far. It's just it, it's music videos are a lot of cuts. And yeah, shit. this is not like that. It, okay. I'm saying the aesthetic of it's, it's hallucinogenic. I mean, the letterbox uh, back drop is pretty uh, weird. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. But a guy it, with and a it's hole really in his cool. head. But it's it's weird and it's perverse and it's like just shocking to be shocking and it's it's schlocky, just, but it's also really beautiful at the same time. I just think that movies like this are a little bit too pretentious because <laughs> they look beautiful and there's no denying yeah, that. Yeah, but, but there's like no story it. Doesn't, to it right? It's not it doesn't enjoyable seem, when yeah. there's no story. Like it's meant to be visually yeah. beautiful, like photography. Or yeah. Is there is there any like... There's uh, a story. There's a story, is a story behind story. it. It's, it's, it's very loose. Justin, I think you should explain what the story is. So this... <laughs> <laughs> I know okay. it. No. no. Let me try, let me try. Okay, okay. The story is there's this girl on a beach and she sees a head in the ground and the head asks to be unearthed right off the bat it sounds like a, a lynch movie so the head <laughs> there's a head on the ground and it's like please unearth me like take right. me out of the ground right so the girl takes her out of the ground and then the girl that she takes out of the ground happens to be like this like serial killer like this crazy killer thing and oh, she goes like okay. she gets like loose yeah and then the cops come after the girl who took her out of the ground and they're like you have to like find this girl because she's a I killer. Think, I think you're forgetting that they uh, Kate Bush. Okay, so the girl Kate Bush is in it. No, wait, no. what? <laughs> so the girl whose head is in the ground, her name for some reason is Kate Bush, and purposely like named after yeah, it's they purposely named okay. after Kate Bush for no reason. Okay, and they say the name <laughs> Kate Bush in the movie like four hundred times on purpose as like a stupid joke. It has nothing to do with anything. Oh, I can see why you like this. They just it keep sounds saying a lot, Kate Bush for no reason. It sounds reason. a lot like the scary of uh, 54th Street. I mean, what the fuck? What was it called? way more beautiful than the that The scary movie. of 61st Street. It's definitely better than that movie. Really? I mean, I like that movie too, but it's not even close. I if you like don't know, that is a, a mumblecore uh, movie in quotations. This is not mumblecore. This is like hallucinogenic. It's like okay. the Holy Mountain and... Gaspar Noé and like French, like any French. Is it film. like an epic? Is there like it's epic? Okay, it's long. It's epic. All right. I love this movie, and you know it's actually become like a cult classic. We saw this in theaters uh -huh. when it came out, um, and then a couple months later, after it left theaters already, IFC was playing it as part of their like midnight movies, like as long. Oh with really? Eraserhead and the Holy Mountain. So it's coming yeah. like a cult classic already, which is cool. It's definitely a great midnight movie. Yeah. Yeah. You this is a movie you want to see at like midnight. So you're you're comparing it to Eraserhead and Holy Mountain? That's pretty high. I race. love this movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's it's not Eraserhead for me. I Eraserhead's uh, one of my favorites of all time. Of course. This is this is the best midnight movie in like since Eraserhead, probably. Re yeah. Wow. So <laughs> since the seventies? Yeah. I'm not even Jesus. as far as midnight movies go. Yeah. yeah. I think this movie's meant to be 
um, watched on a big ass screen. Yeah, watched on a big ass. We screen saw it in the theaters. Drugs. I recommend yeah. it that much. Yeah, drugs. Yeah, drugs would help. Yeah, definitely oh. see it in a, in, a, in a theater. Yeah, I mean, theater. at home, I don't think I would do it justice. I I want you to see it though. I mean, I don't. Good luck finding a movie theater that would play this. Well, do you even, think that you will like even, it? Even watch it at home if you Justin, have yeah. do you think that Ethan will like it? No, but I want. I just want I you to... Think I, like I, I just you think want, I would hate it? I, I don't think you would hate it. I, I think you would find things that are good about it. I just, That's yeah. exactly how I feel. There are things that yeah, are good I feel like you have a similar opinion to Lily, but I, I yeah. want you to see it. It's my number one. Please watch it. Okay, well, um, My number one is also an I know after what this movie. Is gonna be. It's After Sun. I knew it. Um, I knew it was coming once you said Tar was number two. I've been meaning to watch this movie. No movie will make you listen to under pressure in a different way than this movie it this movie just crushed me man it's purely subjective basically it basically covers a vacation of a recently divorced father and her daughter and it captures a sense of melancholy and sadness and um honestness that you start to see in your parents once they get divorced in such a sincere unshowy un like such a realistic grounded way the last scene just brought it home for me so much it was so wholesome it's it's purely subjective but yeah my number one is after sun why is it subjective oh because it's like it's about like something that like i can relate to in my uh, life okay. purely i i i am a product of the worth parents so it's like it's it hits Especially like especially for home for me, and it's that's kind of how the Fablemans felt, and that's why I took it off my list because I feel like this movie and the Fablemans are cover the same type of themes about like seeing your parents yeah. in a different way, right. seeing them as like adults Did and you see not Wild parents. Life? Have you seen Wildlife? No, that's that's, that's about it. That does that? It's good. But like Paul Dano directed that. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, Jake cool. Um, I but like we haven't yeah. seen, really haven't seen After Sun. I thought this one did it way better than, not way better, but it did it significantly better because I thought Fablemans was also about Steven Spielberg as a filmmaker too. Yeah, I, th yeah. I thought the movie was a little bit unfocused in that regard. And this one just hit the nail on the head perfectly. And like, it's such a wholesome movie too. And it's low-key a vibe. I love the setting. It takes place in like a low-key, a shitty motel, like resort. And you know, I remember when my dad took me on vacation, and it wasn't like the greatest with hotels. And it just, it was just such a, it's such a personal movie to me. And I, I, I'm actually like surprised. And I, it has, this movie has been getting a lot of uh, traction and I could see why it, it, it's, it's going to be. Uh, Paul Mescal was good. Is that the main guy? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Uh, I thought the, 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 I'm sorry if I'm blanking. I'll put it in, in here, but. Frankie Carrillo. The main girl. Was honestly better. His daughter was it? His daughter. Yeah, I. She really impressed me in this. Like, great child acting. I would put there up there as one of the best performances of the year. That that the little girl. Yeah. Honestly, it's really great Lily and so sincere. And she's so whole so, time. Yeah. She doesn't want to watch certain movies because they make her like feel too depressed. And no, I, but I'm this one will like, make you feel good. After like the last scene will make you feel I, happy. I never agree with her. I'm always like, that's silly because it's just a movie. And also it's like kind of nice to see things that make you think. But for this movie, I saw the trailer for Afterson. I was like, I, don't, I just don't know if it, I want to go yeah, through that. The, it's, listen, man. It looked depressing. It's so trailer. depressing. But like the ending is just so like, ugh. Like, ah, uh, it, it, it's like a... Uh, and happy at least? I don't want to say that. It ends like, because it's a... It's a it's not like a traditional story you know it's literally just subtle moments throughout this whole vacation 
that like it like snapshots like memories of like certain moments you just they hold on a moment you know that little moment either whether it's like a conversation or them unpacking in the hotel or them playing a little arcade game by the pool those little moments and they they mesh together into like this beautiful like collage of like just sincereness and it surprised me it was really good and the ending just it's so good and and i gotta go with my heart my heart says after sun my my brain says tar but hmm. I, I gotta go with after sun i'm happy, my favorite kind of happy you picked after sun because yeah i feel like now like not that tar was a huge box office hit but it was like yeah more bigger movie I feel like all three of us kind of picked like lesser known movies for but number Apple's one. But Sun does have like its dedicated yeah. fans. Like yeah. it's 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 trust me, it's gonna get reclaimed as like one of the best movies yeah. of this year. I believe it. It it's might not, actually. But it's do not that. like we said Tar the Critics Draw Long or everything every yeah. or everything everything there at once or like yeah. things like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. We all said like you know. You put fucking Batman on your list. How dare you, <laughs> Normie? Do you even watch movies? So, yeah, I put Batman on my list, but then the weirdest art film was my number one. That is very true. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you guys for doing the top 10. Yeah. Three Shells Podcast, episode number 10. We're in double digits now, baby. We're all pretentious. We're still going. Pretty much. I didn't say that. You did.